Hi, I'm Bob McLeod. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Ah, no interference from Mr. Wood this week. Tried. How did that happen? He's on mute. No, he's being respectful for once in his young Yeah, I gotta, I gotta give Davis some love. Because he's the boo. He's the boo. He's the boo. I'm not hating. Yo, yo. Julian, I'm not hating. Does Julian say the same that you're hating? No, Julian uses that word a little too freely to describe disapproval. It's not hate, it's disapproval. You just don't like something. You're not hating. Julian throws you for a loop every now and then. Like, I would have. Never figured him for to be someone that would get upset that I didn't like Mama's family. Yeah, that's fine. He's a traditionalist, and that show was fucking terrible. No, it wasn't. It was fun. He got, he got like fired up about that. Yeah, of course he was. It's Mama's family. It's Carol Burnett by way of. There's an uh, no uh, Vicky Lawrence. Right, I'm saying by way of Vicky Lawrence. Right, yeah. but originally started on Carol Burnett oh, show. So, yeah, so, yeah. Rudd just uh, cast as Ant Man. Who? So who did what? Paul Rudd. Really? Oh, really? Hmm. Interesting. What direction are they going in? That's that's Certainly that's intriguing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see how Guardians of the Galaxy does. I know this doesn't mean anything to anybody other than myself, but the book in which I scribble the show notes, I am mm-hmm. looking for corners to Please. to. Yeah. Well, it's done. The book is finished, and I'm just okay. trying to eke out all the way to 300 in this book before I get a new one. See, that's all. See, you say 300. I was going to think another episode, and then we're at the beginning of the year. But 300 is a good spot, too. No, I'd like to do it through start. And then, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, because there's drawings and comments in here that I would not like most people to see. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Like like those listeners. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So, we'll see. Maybe we raffle it off. Oh, God. (laughs) Give the money to... uh, to uh, the hero initiative. Chris is such a No, dork. there's nothing about no. you in there. <laughs> and he, he wouldn't mind everybody seeing that. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, he would be fine with that. Because that doesn't it's happen. The random, it's the random nasty comment he puts about David now that he would never want to get out. Right. That happens. He, yes. <laughs> I think you overestimate your importance. Everything about Kirby is a lie. <laughs> no. Love you all. It's just all about you. love. All right. Hey, look at this. What time is it? Happy holidays. Oh, boy. Happy holidays. Stop it. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 296. The War on Christmas. And I am Vince B. <laughs> and I'm Christopher Naisman. Yeah. I was at a shopping center this week. There is no War on Christmas. Does not Juan, Juan Christmas? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Price. Yay. And I'm right from the third coast, M. Clark W. Griswold. <laughs> oh, yay! I can relate to that one. No, nice. you are not Clark W. Griswold. You are Jason Wood in the house. And if you want to feel like you just banged the hell out of Beverly D'Angelo, you oh, can... If back then, maybe. I still think she's, in a, she's a handsome woman. You you want to order? Stop, stop. She was the partner. She was, what's his name, his partner on Entourage, and she is beastly. How about this? How about this? You don't have to pursue discounts like Wayne Newton pursued 
sued Beverly D'Angelo. You could you could just shimmy on over to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, and get your discounts at massive, massive levels, such as from Image. It's Fuse Number One from Anthony Johnson, Justin Greenwood, and a whole bunch of other people. The first issue comes out soon. Cover you price. Skip the shit out of this book. Well, yeah. Well, if you notice, I do them. I do them in monthly stretches. So if you hear it once, you're going to hear it four times. Mm. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Uh, Justin Greenwood from Wasteland and Anthony Johnson from Umbral, which was awesome. Take David's word for it. And I think Wood too. Uh, cover price $3.50. <laughs> You're gonna get it for a buck 75, bitches! From Fantagraphics, it's the rare floppy called Insect Bath Number 1, $3.99 cover price, York price, a buck 99. And, as I said last week from IDW, it's the stateside return of the Rogue Trooper! And who created Rogue Trooper? Um, that one guy. That one guy that did Watchmen? Oh, Dave Gibbons? He was, had a hand in it, yeah. Oh. I'm sure. Um, so it's The Rogue Trooper, written by Brian Ruckley and art by Alberto Ponticelli, who I love so much. Glenn Fabry does the cover, three ninety nine. Price, your price, David? $1.99? IT professional. Yes, $1.99. I was not told that there would be a quiz to start the show. What the hell, man? I'm already drinking. Math is involved and shit. And if you are a first-time customer, you can enter the code that David will relate to you very soon into the uh, slot and get an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order. David, what be the code? EOC8. That's exactly it. Three letters and a number. EOC8 gets you an extra 8% off. They do not mind late orders or late order additions. You can get your previews damn cheap, buck and change, and they're just the best. Damn it. We've been telling you for so long you think you'd pick up on it now. DCBService.com. Go there. And we get get the man some pasta already. David is dying for some pasta. What kind of pasta? (laughs) Dude, they got back to me today, too. Who are we talking about? I, I, oh, oh I'm, I'm your thing. It's what they, yeah. Chris Panera is their thing. Ran out of white penny pasta. They were, no penne at Panera. Uh, no fucking caramel uh, topping at Starbucks. It was a disaster of a day. Really? Wow. Man, I, the dentist, it was rough. Did you uh, go to work today? Did I go what? Did you even go to work today? He's been off for like a month. What the hell? Yeah. Stop it. I've been off since. It's been like two weeks. It's No, this Monday started my vacation. My last oh, my day. bad. Right. So it's all right. Worked this well, you don't go back until like February. I don't go back until January second. Wow. Yeah, that's when I uh, starting Friday's my last day. I don't go back till the second as well. But we were told, oh, isn't this nice. no? Isn't this awesome? We were told uh, <laughs> why the DETC accreditation comes up. Uh, we have to submit our courses uh, to the DETC for evaluation. If they don't pass, we can't sell them because they're not accredited. But anyway. 21 courses in seven weeks. You banged out? No, we have to, starting the first of the year. So oh, nice. en- enjoy your damn vacation because the blade's coming down first day yeah. you come back. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Thank you very hey, much. Go oh, fuck wait, yourself. Wait, 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 though. I have, I have to, um, I gotta report to jury duty on January 6th. Nice! Oh, Look grand at you. jury summons I received. Wow! Nice. Dude, you gotta get right out of that. <laughs> no, that's no. You get paid. Oh, I, don't, I don't think that's what David is saying. We're thinking. Yeah, I would go. 
Maybe so it'll be juicy. It's, not, it's not Manhattan. So. Uh, wait, wait. Let, let's do the drink thing because I got Actually, surprise no. for David. Let's, let's find out if, if, if. Yeah. No. All right. Let's do the drink. I, it's for you. Okay. I'm, I'm gifting. I got some shout-outs, too. Me too. I have some thank yous. Right. Wow. Christo- Christopher, slide into your groove. Um, actually, mine is a a thank you and a drink roll call. Uh, every year, um, well, actually, for the second year, John Fallon, uh, listener, great guy. Uh, you guys probably met him at C2E2 last year, or if not the year before. Um, he brings me um, a nice little care package of beer from uh, from Surly Brewing. And uh, um, it is... Uh, it's uh, brewed in Minnesota, and I don't think it's available in the Chicago market. I never see it, so it's always a very a, a very welcome gift. And um, he brought uh, a couple eight packs and a new Glarus care pack, which is awesome. But uh, tonight I am drinking from a Surly Brewing Company. Uh, I think it's probably very fitting for me. It's their Cynic Ale. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, uh, it's, it's really nice. It's just a, uh, very nice, bright, uh, floral, a lot of citrus, uh, notes to it. Uh, just, uh, just a really nice, bright ale. And it is, it is very yummy. So, so thank you, John. And, uh, and if you have the chance to, uh, to find something from Surly, definitely check it out. Good brewery, good ales. Cool. Uh, how about you, Vince? How about me? Uh huh. From the Smoking Loon wine company i am drinking the original smoking loon merlot get the fuck out of yeah. here get, get get this from oh, the it's holidays from the back of the label here this i the reason why i'm drinking it was because this impressed me i think this piece is really really cool besides his being kind of crazy they called him the smoking loon because he was so damn efficient jake began stubbing out his cigar He'd take care of business and get in and out before anybody'd see him coming, leaving no trace except the lingering sound of his eerie, loon-like cackle. No one was really sure who he was or who he worked for, but when word got out someone needed his services, the smoking loon just appeared on their doorstep like out of thin air or something. How could you not drink this shit? That's what I'm drinking, Merlot. Is it good? It's too dry. I can't oh, freaking okay. stand it. <laughs> it's, oh, <laughs> it's too dry. That's so I, I'm chasing it with a bottle. Of, I'm chasing it with a bottle of Diet Coke. Hey, I'm being honest. You are. The bottle's much better than the actual stuff in it. It's not a bottle cap. Don't twist it. Yeah. So how'd you like that dramatization for our listeners? I thought yeah, it was not bad. Yeah. Fantastic. It's all right. Next. Uh, yeah, Jason. Uh, I, uh, I'm feeling festive. You know, I love the freaking holidays. Love, love the holidays, just like Vince. Yeah. Love them. See, I gotta, love my, them. My holiday pogo stick is out so I can jump with freaking joy. Well, you may not enjoy the holiday next week, but you certainly enjoy the holiday tomorrow. Ooh, what it is tomorrow. Oh, that hurts my heart. Anyway, <laughs> I know what it is. I was just thinking about that. Uh, I am uh, drinking some Chimay Ale. Oh, oh the red or the blue? The blue. Nice. Yes, I actually have a bottle of the red and the blue in the fridge, and I grabbed one, uh, popped it open, and uh, it's 9% alcohol, though, so i got a pace, so I'm not slurring my no, speech. No, drink, drink it down. Uh, yeah. uh, huh. This wine is 13.5, by the way. 
Well, right. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, that's, that's wine. Wine. <laughs> wine will do that. You don't drink wine like beer. Or maybe you do, Vince. Look, 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 look. Mm-hmm. Like um, a duck, I drink it. Mm-hmm. David? <laughs> uh, well, because it's my booze birthday tomorrow. Oh, oh snap. snap. That's what it was. It was his birthday. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday to you. I am, uh, I am, I'm, uh, I took out an oldie but goodie. And uh, I am sipping on some menage a trois. Aww, yes, I saw that on the nice. Facebooks. Yes. It's a special yes. occasion, so. Awesome. That is great. Mm-hmm. And happy birthday to Jason Thank tomorrow. You. Well, as, as most people are listening to this, it'll actually be t- today. But yeah, right. True. It, his birthday will be like 45 minutes old by the time Vince puts this up. So you, know. you bet. Now, I, now I, I, Vince and I were talking real briefly before we grabbed everybody and I we received a package today from a very close personal friend of ours we didn't open anything yet so no. I don't know if you guys opened anything that may have been sent to you uh, are you talking about the one from Tim yes, yes. yeah mm-hmm. I opened it oh. okay I, I I texted him and and asked him if it'd be cool if I waited until next week and he said sure so oh okay I don't know if want to say it. Let's wait till next week then. That was Jason's equivalent of my bad. Well, no, <laughs> okay. I, if, if he got the same thing, I don't know. No, I, sure I don't. Past, he's like giving us instructions. He's been like, exactly. put this so. on the show together or. Yeah. And there was no instructions this time, just a, just a happy holiday, like a Merry Christmas. So Very I, nice label though. Yeah, it was hand drawn. Inside yeah. the box. He, so. As soon as we came home and I, I, I I'm like, what, what the hell did you send me, you son of a bitch? And he goes, ah, paper. And I'm like, well, I don't see any oh. in it. So Wait, this, it- is from, this is from Tiki? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I haven't got anything yet. I got something from <laughs> Timothy O'Brien. Me too. Right, yeah. yeah. I want to talk about yeah. those. Um, too many different Tims. And I did receive, I didn't open anything yet from, uh, from Don Yon, and, and he sent me my EOC gift exchange giver. Oh, so nice. I, have, I, got, I got his stuff. I haven't uh, opened yet. And Joey's, yours, your stuff is... is on route very soon. So. Yeah, I did not get my gift exchange recipient stuff out yet. I'm going to. Right. Yeah, actually, mine is sitting here. The, the we had a bunch of snow that sidetracked yep. my right. plans to get to the post office, but it is Mike, uh, Mike Schwartz is my guy, so I have oh, it. Oh, nice, nice. So I'm saying they'll, they'll make out. Set. They'll make out. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, do we want to talk about the, this um, stuff we got from Timothy O'Brien? Yeah. Also, well, yeah, and also, did you? I, I mean, this was posited to me. I received something from another buddy, and he said he was sending it to me for my birthday. So, but I don't know if he also sent it to y'all. It's a digital copy of his comic. Um, did you guys receive anything from Daniel uh, Car- Carhunen? Oh, uh, I believe I did. Yes. Um, okay. It was the uh, the the the. He did. He sent me the p. He sent me the link to the PDF. Yes. Yes. So, so uh, D- Daniel's a a, a a listener, and uh, he's. He, I, I I apologize. I don't know what country he's from, but it's clearly not not the U.S. of A. Because he's often facebooking in uh, a language I don't recognize. <laughs> um, it's 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 definitely like a northern northern European country. Um, but he's become like a, he's like a world class Avengers Alliance like like dude. So yeah. he's one of my Avengers Alliance friends and he's always sending me power ups and shit. But he uh he sent me a PDF of his uh his OGN called Snow Manilas and uh it's very apropos of the season. It's uh about a um a bunch of uh of, of snowmen that uh get into a giant adventure involving a 
a dragon and some pirates and uh, lots of anthropomorphic animals. It's very, very cool. I, I haven't read it yet, but I just I received it maybe a half hour ago, but I just uh, scrolled through the artwork, and uh, he's got some serious chops. So. I did not get this. Probably doesn't like you enough. Yeah, I guess but, not. Uh, well, you also got to be on the Facebook, I think, Vince. But yeah, I'm not on the Facebook. He, uh, he, he sent me the link for my birthday, which is is probably why he also sent it to Jason. So You kick there that you over go. to me so I can see it. Not uh, now. Yeah. Later, yeah. if you please. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding it up to the screen. Oh, so, very thank nice. You very much, Daniel. I really appreciate it. You're the man. I'll, I'll read this, and, and I'll, I'll ping you and let you know what I thought. Um, and also, a, a quick congrats to... Uh, our good buddy Julian Lytle, who just this week released his 350th um, um, issue of Ants. Yep. Nice! Web comic series. All of them is, uh, great. Speaking yeah, of- that is a testament, dude. That's a, that's, that's a lot of hard work, 350. That's a long haul. He's, and it's consistent. You know, it's not like there's been, oh, it, it, Vince and I could probably talk about something later on in this episode where it's like, it's one of those issues where, well, I guess they were just trying to kill time with this one, but I, yeah. I always enjoy reading. I mean, I'd always get everything. Me too. I, I, I got to either ping Jason or my brother to get, you know, the gist <laughs> of what's going on. But um, while we are congratulating somebody I forgot to congratulate last week while we were uh, giving props to Mahmoud, I will be reading Red Hood and the Outlaws again. Me too. Oh, hey, Mr. yeah. Will Pfeiffer will be will writing Will Pfeiffer, it. yes. I, I, I heard the news and I was like, yeah, well... Uh, Geez, I guess I got to catch up because I don't think I've read the first issue. That's it, and I didn't like it. So now I have a reason to read it because they got a good writer on there. That's great news. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. That's great. Yay for Wait, Dave and Will. Daniel, by the way, is from Sweden. I just looked on the. Yes, yeah, that was it. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Cool. And uh, did you see the piece he did on? Um, I think it was Newsarama. They interviewed him, and his his uh, goal for this is just to tell fun stories. He not not specifically lighthearted, but he wants definitely to have an element of of fun in the in the book, and that's what we need. This we need this. Cool. Yeah. And and Tom Scholey continues to tickle our taint with images oh, yeah. from GI Joe and the Transformers. Oh my God! Yes. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that. And he's actually contemplating how he can give me a Soundwave Firefly. Yeah, it's just because he wants to sell the page. That's all. That's all good. He don't care about you. Oh, get out of here! (laughs) (laughs) From from our buddy uh, Timothy O'Brien, we received a pair of beautifully handcrafted uh, magazines. One of them is even hand stitched. The binding is hand stitched. That's insane. Uh, one is an anthology called Avant Garde, featuring the work of, uh, Timothy O'Brien, of course. Dave Frank, John O'Brien. Hmm, are those two related? Maybe. Uh, John Carnes, Harry Moyer, and Robert Hefferman. It's called Avant Garde. And the other one is, um, called Space. And it's done by Harry Moyer, good old Harry, and John Dudley and Timothy O'Brien. And I, I've only, I, I briefly looked through Avant-Garde. I didn't get through it yet, but I did read Space. I got to say, it is as professional and as accomplished as anything you will find on the stands. Nice. Anything. Nice. Um, yeah. our, our brother Timothy has leveled up considerably. Not, oh, to, not, to, say, up. not to say he was um, lacking in quality before, but... Uh, after reading his uh, contribution to this, I gotta say, uh, I was talking to David about this. David, now I said, 
who does this um in terms of the language being used and the the way he pushes the story along and the the um the, the overall tone and approach to to storytelling who does his work remind you of oh man i clean line beautifully crafted panels not not a whole lot of of noodle there's not very not much noodling at all right. yeah. it's uh, he lets the line he plays it where it lays which i love that, that right. it's not self-conscious at all it's just i got a story to tell i got to get this out and damn if i'm not good enough to to do it in one one clip uh don't you think it it's fairly reminiscent of dash shaw's work Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yes. I I will say I'm I'm not stunned, but I am overjoyed that Timothy's getting this good. I I, I think he can hold his own with the big big dudes. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, and then then Harry Moyer's piece in the back, so damn good. It's um it's just so. I mean seriously, it, just because it was produced like by the quote little guys, don't give it short shrift it's amazing it's yeah. really well done um we can and people hope... know that you wouldn't be saying this if it weren't true no i don't i mean people I, I i talk about this at work all the time survive or fail on your own merits if you got something to bring to the table you want to show me if i think it's worthy i'm gonna go nuts over it because that's the truth right and i'm not gonna prop somebody up just because they're our friends uh, i think this is amazing and I will say it again. It, it's absolutely amazing. And we're, if you want to come to our forum, David? Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. We can hook you up with the uh, information on how to get one. I think mm-hmm. there's a thread already, right? Yes. Yes, there is. It's just uh, just astounding stuff. I read it twice. I'll probably read it again. I'm actually envious of the guys because I think this is a home freaking run. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. What did you guys think? Did you did you? Look I, at- I have not. I have not looked through I, it yet. I, I just got yeah, a couple. Of I it. here. I, I I opened it. Uh, I I I'm been remiss. I have not examined it beyond opening it and be just to make a note to say thank you. So it has been transferred over to Comic Seal, so I do have it. I, ah. I will be reading it. So it's it's because I have the PDF. So I will I'll I'll be able to devote time to it soon. I haven't. I I've skimmed it. I haven't. I jumped around. But PDF come with looks uh, like something that I want to read. Three D glasses. Oh, with the cover, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's so nice. Fucking 3D glasses, dude. This is a way to, you know, pierce my heart. Good Hope st- to die. Good stuff. Love it. Thank you for sending those. And good work I'm, finds a way. This, this will, these guys will succeed, I'm telling you. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to digging into it. You know what else I'm looking forward to digging into? I don't know. Balls. <laughs> yes, your balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was yeah, awesome. Right. My balls. No. This week's big announcement. Ooh, there's been a lot. Uh, of them. Oh yes, yeah. No, no, there has only been one announcement this well, week. According, according to Chris, there's only been one this week. But um, there's, it's the, wait, there's now, only there's I'll only one. Now, huh? I'll find, now I'll finally maybe read some of these stories. So oh I read the first yeah, that today. is. He's right. Yeah. That is the biggest announcement of the week. It's about it damn time. 
It's the only announcement that matters. And um, I, I wanted to dovetail off of uh, the DCBS uh, uh, spot because that it kind of uh, is connected. Uh, we're talking about Stray Bullets. Uh, mm-hmm. David Latham is coming back to Stray Bullets after a pretty long hiatus. How long has it been since what, issue 40? Oh, that was uh, it's been 2005, I think, right? Yeah, so... He had a 10-page story, which is the only Stray Bullets I had read until today. Which uh, was in, in that what, noir. Oh, it was in that noir, yeah. Dark, yeah. Dark Horse Noir, which was great. That that story was fantastic. But it just made me angry because we're not getting new Stray Bullets. Well, now we are. And not only new Stray Bullets, we're going to get old Stray Bullets. So right. um, it's it's one of the things that, it, with not I mean all comics, but especially some independent comics that... Stuff will come out and it doesn't always get collected and stories will sometimes get, you know, left out there hanging and that's what happened with Stray Bullets. Well, uh, they're gonna finish off the, the original series. They're going to collect the entire 40, it'll be 41 issues, yes? Makes will sense. be collected into a compendium, much like the, uh, the paperback, uh, Walking Dead yeah, compendiums. But there's that six issue Murder Me, um, what was it, Murder Me Dead or something miniseries that he did um, in in between issues of uh, Stray Bullets, and that's connected to the Stray Bullets uh, world. So it's actually f- probably will be like forty seven issues. It's twelve hundred pages. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's going to be big. And here's where the DCBS thing comes in. It is. It, it's going to be one printing. They are going to print it one time. They're not going to go back to press oh, on it. Shit. And it is only available direct market yeah nice so you got to no, get it there's yes. no way, way around it you have so to get no, that. no amazon orders no going to your barnes and noble that kind of stuff it's so it is available for pre-order in march christina yes. let's, does that make sense let's um, do this so is circle that on your on your calendar to if you if you are not a DCBS customer or you know if you are to definitely pre-order that because I got a feeling when that thing is gone it is going to be gone and it's going to oh, yeah. be it's going to be one of those that you'll see listed in aftermarket for very large amounts of money much like the original uh, Stray Bullets Hard yeah, covers. I've I've got yeah. the three the three hardcovers, and I saw a listing today for the three of them combined for you know like 150 bucks on eBay. Mm-hmm. So, um, Latham fans are 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 very you know, very cultish and 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 pretty uh pretty fevered over his work, rightfully so. And yeah, I'm, I'm one of those I'm one of those people. I, I got the I got the the hardcovers right before they were almost impossible to find and the bummer is it just doesn't collect all of the work so now i finally get to to read it in print and then the really exciting news is that uh image is going to revive the series and we're going to see i uh the way that they're talking about it uh, a bprd style um mini series coming out incredibly smart yes which is kind of how stray bullets was in a lot of ways (laughs) just that they would yeah. be these these stories that were connected, but also stand alone. And uh, you know, as long as we can get some some Amy Racecar. Okay. I was going to say that. What about the Amy Racecar specials? You think they'll be in with the 
the compendium? compendium? They better be. So then it's pushing it towards 50 issues then, because well, there was what, two? Yeah, I was gonna say, I, 1,200 pages, that's that's like The Walking Dead was 48 issues, right? Okay. Well, I mean, at least based on what I read from the solicit, it's going to be the 41 issues. It's not ah. it's any of the other material. Well, maybe we can do, if that sells well, and hopefully it does, maybe Image will do a companion volume featuring the Murder Me Dead Lee or whatever the hell the name of it was, the, the, the Amir, and do uh, pull a Dave Sim collect all the letters pages as uh, as oh, supplemental because Stray Bullets letters pages were awesome. Yeah, and the other aspect to this that uh, that needs to be mentioned is that effective immediately, all forty issues are available on Comicsology through Image, yes. uh, and on top of that, which is why I read them on my commute home today the first four issues are available for free yeah i can't get like, cheaper than that yeah How so did you, did you read them i read them and so there is no excuse for anyone to not try them it's free and it's legendary yeah. lapham won multiple eisners for this stuff you know it's yeah. what made him a name and uh unfortunately like many guys he had to stop doing it because he was not making enough money to make a living and he was getting enough he was getting freelance work that took precedent to pay the bills but uh, yeah, I read the first four issues, and it's fantastic stuff. It, yeah. uh, it it's um so good. It's clearly so you know it's 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 layered. You know he he it, it's it's a, you know a, a bevy of recurring characters, but probably unsurprising to anyone that's read any of Lapham's other work. It uh, it's it just you know it, it deals with the most depraved and and vile aspects of of the human condition, um, which which I always find when executed well to be a fascinating read. Um, it is. It is really dark. I mean, like I can only imagine where we're going to go with Emily. I can't yeah. quite fathom what the, what's uh, in store for her after the first four issues. The innocence of nihilism. I mean, she's a she's a little girl. What do you, would you say? She's about what eight, eight, nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't even. They, I don't know if they say her age, but she's she's you know basically my my kid's age, and and uh, she's pretty much a sadist in making. I mean, she's it's pretty crazy. See stuff. that you think that his crossed work was like. You know, a new dalliance with the you know extremes. Nah, it started in Stray Bullets. He's oh, he's yeah. been warped for for a long time. Sure, yeah. yeah. Stray, Stray Bullets is. I uh, I was uh, talking to a, talking to a buddy and described it as um, Love and Rockets for crime fans. You know, it's 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 for that that period of comics. It was part of that that. You know, black and white mm-hmm. independent scene, and it was for if you if you like crime and you know, really dark fiction. I think it was every bit as important as Love and Rockets was for for that genre. Sure, there for yeah. a long time it was um, Cerebus and uh, Stray Bullets leading the charge for me uh, mm-hmm. for my favorite like um, indie book because. Yeah, Love and Rockets came out fairly regularly, but there was a bunch of years where it kind of, you know, maybe we'll get an issue out now and then. And uh, those two, especially Cerebus, came out like clockwork. Right. But not not uh, Stray Bullets. There. Then there was a time where he started to spread them out, and then we didn't see it at all. And it was just, I think there's a component of pride that goes along with with uh, this decision because Stray Bullets is his baby. That's his, yeah. I mean, that's his, Oh yeah. you know. His thing. It's for it's, it's, it's the thing it's, for which he's his, known. It's his queen and country. It. You, oh, yeah. Okay. But he was publishing it, it himself, whereas yeah. Rucka uh, Oni was publishing Queen and Country. So yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's it's and a, that's the um, thing too. It's a big deal in the sense that Image is publishing it. So you know, and this is wholly his. I mean, he wrote and drew it. So right, and it's yeah. 
and and yeah. we all know it's image, image, image creators are image creators do all the work image just publishes it so this will alleviate some of the work but i i i would imagine that you know it's it's one of those things where if he could keep doing it on his own he would probably prefer to but at least he can still tell the stories he wants to tell with a little bit of assistance yeah i don't think there's anybody better to bring this to the to comic readers in image i, I actually think it's the only place it, it could have it could yeah, have it's, it's a perfect fit yeah, yeah. And by the way, I, I I don't think I will ever get used to opening up a comic and uh, seeing Ron's name right in the middle of the opening credits. <laughs> I know it's cool, <laughs> right under Eric Stevenson's name, no less. Too. They should put his little face next to it, like a little shit-eating grin next to him. I'm working at Image, dude. <laughs> with, with the mutton chops, yeah. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. So, but yeah. So they, I, I mean, I guess it, for, I mean, you guys probably, I mean, you two were reading it off the shelf, so I don't know if you even remember what the first four issues were about, but. But, you know, it's a lot of laying the groundwork, introducing you to the characters and stuff. And um, the fourth issue ends with uh, Emily being brought home back to her mom by um, by uh, the congressman. Yes. There are cigarette mm-hmm. burns involved. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, which, which was interesting because that was a swerve I didn't see coming, that, that Barrows was a congressman, like, or running for Congress, I should say. Yeah. I don't know if he's a congressman or running for Congress because they don't, like I said, it, it ends with him, you know, put, Stepping out of the car with her and the press surrounding him and him having all the buttons of him for Congress, but I don't know if he's getting seeking re-election or election. But um, it boggles the mind what we may see come from from that pair. Yeah, and it boggles the mind also to think of um, Lapham's origins uh, working for Valiant. Yeah. And you see, you see the work he, he did at yeah, you see the work he did at Valiant. Uh, and then to go on to do Stray Bullets is like a complete 180. And just in terms of a cartoonist, I think he's extremely strong. I, I think he has qualities that, you know, inch him up towards that, that as um, Chris said, that Jaime Hernandez level where he's a really capable storyteller and just an excellent draftsman. And the blacks he drops are just super. Oh, he's beautiful, brushy. Yeah. Gorgeous work. Yeah, I love it. I like it when he draws people sweating and or crying. It's better if they're sweating and crying at the same yeah. time. But uh, he In just, the rain. He, yeah, he draws emotion very well. <laughs> yeah, he ekes it out of the, in, you know, non-existent characters. I mean, they're not, they don't exist till he puts them down on paper and then, and then it's real. Look at that. Good, good job, Mr. Lapham. Yeah, and I really enjoyed his, uh, I mean, He's been doing a bunch of stuff at Marvel the last few years, and I've, I've enjoyed most of it. I, I feel like I was probably one of the only people on Earth that read uh, 14 issues of the uh, Age of Apocalypse issue run from last year. But I heard that was I, really good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, again, it's if it's it's pretty simple equation there. If you liked Age of Apocalypse from the 90s, then you'll love this. It's sort of a postscript to that. Um, I have them too. I just haven't read them. Yeah, and and you know, I very much dug his Deadpool Max run um, with Kyle yeah. Baker as well. So that's uh, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is more stray bullets than anything he did at the at the big two. The um, I I enjoyed for the most part Young Liars. I did not. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, not I, right. I, I, yeah. When we first I started just, recording. I was yeah. smirching. That oh, yeah. That was, was a neat. That was a neat series. Yeah, yeah. I, there was. I I think most the 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 parts that I liked about it, I kind of um, I guess imprinted. On, I, I, it wasn't, 
it wasn't the the best thing I read, but I I I know I enjoyed it more than Jason, but I probably enjoyed it because of um, how I feel about the creator. So and and again, and this is uh, and since I I've never read Stray Bullets, and and I only I primarily knew him as an artist, like you mentioned, Vince with Valiant with the Fine. You know, I I seeing him as a writer. This was one of the first times I. I read anything that he wrote. Yeah. I think uh, Tomio must have squealed when you mentioned Warriors of Plasm. Because that's his book. I love that book. But I I hesitate to talk about it. I have the cards, man. I have the damn binder, dude. I I used to. I used to. I miss it. I have the uh, um, Ditko binder, too. What was that um, thing he did for uh, Defiant with the trading cards that told the story? You don't, you don't remember? Did. Yeah, it was it was the, the there was the Warriors of Plasm. They they had that that issue was was the trading cards. Yeah, this wasn't Valiant though. This was when it went over to Defiant, and then Ditko followed uh, Shooter, and he did the uh, the trading card story. It it was a horror thing. Oh, okay. No, that I didn't read. Yeah, great stuff. I don't while, remember I still the name. Some as as I, as I dig through the the piles around here, I'll come across some. Um, the first issue of uh, Charlemagne or the Good Guys. Dark something. Dark. Oh, Dark Dominion. Dark Dominion. Boom. I have. I still have wax boxes of those things, like unopened. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That was um. That was something. That was Ditko. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look at that. You know what? The conceptual continuity is strong this episode because I have something to talk about that's related to music. Really? Yes, as was Young Liars. But we don't have to do it now. I'm just saying. It's going to happen. It's going to pull pull it all together. Go for it. I'm just going to put Dark Dominion in the show notes just to give Tomio a chubby. Hmm. All right, I'll just do it. Because Chris will love this, uh, hopefully. I don't talk about this book often. uh, But when it... Well, I don't think I ever have on the show. When it comes out, it's the highlight of my month. It's uh, a regularly published, irregularly published. It doesn't come out on a, on a set schedule. When it's done, it's done. It gets released, and then it gets gobbled up by his his legions of fans. One of the best writers I've ever encountered, Mr. Aaron Cometbus. Are you familiar with Mr. Cometbus? I don't think so. No, uh, sir. Amazing writer. Uh, and the zine, of course, is called Cometbus. And I want to talk about issue 53 specifically. The cover, get this, was drawn by Nate Powell. It's a wraparound cover. Drawn by Nate Powell. Nice. The man who did uh, John Lewis's uh, March. The March. From from Top Shelf. And um, And Swallow Me Whole. Swallow Me Whole. Yes, yes. So, you know, we're off to a good... Former Windy City Comic Con guest. True. Uh, Yes. Jordan Crane, the great Jordan Crane, has also done covers for uh, Comet Bus. But... Um, in this 60-page issue, which uh, Aaron shares with a uh, longtime uh, fan contributor, uh, someone called Madalena Poletta, uh, I don't want to focus on that, though. I just want to talk about one of Comet Bus's pieces in particular, which is called A Visit with John Holmstrom. Does that name not ring any bells? John Holmstrom. John Holmes does, but John Holmstrom is probably, and I'm—I don't think I'm exaggerating here—one of the most influential figures in music, comics, and publishing. Now I'll tell you okay. who he is. Uh, Holmstrom. Now, Chris, you have 
John Holmstrom art in your collection. I would almost guarantee it. Really? Yes, because he he came to New York City in from Connecticut, I think, in seventy two, and he wanted to learn how to draw comics. Okay. So he signed up at the uh, School of Visual Arts, mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out he and the other uh, students um, in his clique were kind of a little bit put off because there was nobody on the uh, the staff uh, adept in comics. There was no comics creators uh, teaching at uh, SVA. So they went to the president and they said, dude, how about getting a couple comics creators in here? And the president uh, acquiesced. So they're like, let's run with this. Uh, so who would you like to see teach here at SVA? And they said, uh, yeah, uh, get um, get Will Eisner. Yeah, And while you're at it, you know what? Get Harvey Kurtzman too. And nice. they did. Wow. So uh, Holmstrom uh, was taught by both Eisner and Kurtzman. And, Axe. I know. And uh, he didn't really, he didn't have enough money to keep paying the uh, exorbitant SVA tuition, so he dropped out. But he continued to study and later apprentice under both Kurtzman and Eisner. So the dude, wow. the dude has a massive pedigree. Um, Kurtzman got him a gig at Screw Magazine, Al Goldstein, Gold, oh, yeah. Goldstein Screw, uh, drawing uh, that famous cover, well, to me anyway, of the chick eating the severed penis in the hot dog bun. <laughs> I love that cover. Uh, Kurtzman also got him a job at what was supposed to be a national magazine, a parody of uh, National Lampoon called National Harpoon. But, but, yeah, I know, right? But, but the magazine never got off the ground. Uh, Holmes, Holmstrom, however, did learn a lot about publishing, uh, in the process and got bit by that bug, you know? Chris knows once, once you, you do it and you see the results of it, it gets in your bloodstream and you just gotta keep doing it. So, um, he eventually crosses paths with, um, a high school buddy of his named Eddie McNeil, aka Legs McNeil. And uh, uh, a friend named Jed. And in the summer of 75, uh, in a Chelsea, Connecticut apartment, the legendary, extremely influential punk magazine was born. Mm. Now, not only did Holmstrom put a word to the music. I mean, punk would not be called punk if it wasn't for Holmstrom. This guy is grassroots legendary i mean he he set the tone for the entire movement in the mid-70s he was hanging out at cbgb's hobnobbing with blondie and the ramones and he saw this this wave of of uh loud obnoxious uh well i just say young loud and snotty music uh and he gave it a name and the the his magazine the punk magazine was huge in britain and the kids went nuts over it but they'd never heard the music. They, they would write to him and say, "Yeah, we love the the photos and and the the stories, but we have no idea what this stuff sounds like." And then up came the Sex Pistols, who showed everybody how to do it, except for the Ramones, right? Um, but in this story, you you get um, anecdotes and uh, stories about the Blondie, the Ramones, the Sex Pistols, CBGBs. Um, Tom Forcott and High Times. Uh, Holmstrom eventually works at High Times, and I think he's still there today. Um, they talk about this awesome legend of Nick Detroit photo comic, something that Stan would call uh, erroneously call fumetti, but it's really just photo comics. 
and and the stars of this thing were Richard Hell, David Johansson, Debbie Harry, and the Talking Heads. It's nuts. I'm reta- this is this is the stuff. Um, he talks about the blessing and the curse of working with the Ramones, and this is why I said, Chris, you probably have art in your collection because if you uh, look in the liner notes uh, in the CD book, but originally uh. he did all of the uh, art for Rocket to Russia on the uh, record, the record okay, sleeve, sure. the okay, Surf and sure. Bird and Sheena. And then he did the cover for Road to Ruin. That's mm-hmm. John Holmstrom. But because he worked with the Ramones so closely and he basically defined the look of the Ramones, he couldn't get work because Why? because he was omnipresent. Like there was a point where, like, oh yeah, you're the Ramones guy. Oh, we we don't. He was too closely identified with with punk and the Ramones, and uh, you know he's an illustrator. So other jobs they and I have to agree. Whenever I see a John Holmstrom uh, uh, cartoon, I think Ramones. It's just mm-hmm. you can't separate the two, right? Um, there's a comic, another photo comic called Mutant Monster Beach Party, starring uh, Joey Ramone and Debbie Harry that they talk about. It goes into comical funnies with Pete Bag. It's just an amazing piece. Uh, and here's the good part. If you haven't read Comet Bus before, it's not going to break the bank. 60 pages, $3. Oh, wow. wow. It's, it's always like either 3 or 2 or $3. It's never more than like, say, 4 bucks. And it's just an amazing read. It, it, he talks about other things, and he's he's one of those um, Harvey Picard-ish writers where basically anything he writes about is interesting. Like Harvey can write about his cats, and you'd be like, turn the page, like what's next? You know, this guy's amazing. Comet Bus is the same is in the same groove. And uh, once you read this thing, I talked about this before. Go ahead, the puppy. But I don't oh. think I, I don't think I went into detail. And I'm not going to now because it's just too much. But I will say. If you're interested in, like, the Legend of Nick Detroit, Mutant Monster Beach Party, all these bands, the punk movement and punk magazine in general, look for... Will Will Pfeiffer is now twisting his nipples because he knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. There was a book put out in 2012. The by, Best of Punk Magazine. Yes. And I'm I, ordering it right I now. I love this book. Um, it, it, it reprints the best of... Well, what it says on the cover. The Best of Punk Magazine. Complete. You can get all these... These photo funnies, all the Holmstrom drawings. Um, there's there's a thing in here, Lester Bangs. Oh, where is it? I bookmarked it, and the damn bookmark fell out. Oh, uh, boy. The Dead Boys are in here, the Ramones, uh, Patti Smith, Richard Hell, the Sex Pistols, uh, Blondie. Voidoids? The Voidoids, yes. Uh, Robert, there's a, there's a Robert Crumb parody, Paul McCartney. Debbie Harry's half-naked in a lot of these pictures, so that's reason alone. Iggy Pop. Uh, where is that Lester Bangs thing? Damn it. It was a wrestling parody. And I can't find it. Oh, well. Dead air. That's okay. Um, it is ordered. It is. Chris, you will love it. Cannot wait. Heavy Ramones content is uh, in this thing. It's a little bit... The Clash, of course. Boomtown Rats. Uh, Andy Warhol's in here. And you get to see Joey Ramone... Locking lips with Debbie Harry. I don't know how she had to be coerced to do that, but she did. Um, as I said, Lester Bangs is in here. Yeah, I'm going to love this. It, it's an amazing, amazing so, book. Hardcover. So awesome. $30 cover price. You can get it at Amazon a lot cheaper. So that's my piece. And I love this stuff. This is my era. That, that punk era, that's my shit. Oh, yeah. It's what, just, to, just to have been a fly on the wall at CBGB in like 77 would yep. have been... 
fuck? We I saw so cool. Patti Smith and the Ramones when I was 13 years old, 14 years old, I think. Mm-hmm. And that just like, it was one of those things like, oh, yeah. you, there's no going back from that. You it just completely trans, cause I was a kid. You lucked out. I, I got, I got to see like Daryl Hall and John Oates when I was that age. <laughs> well, you got, you got way the better end of that deal. Right. I wish I saw The Clash though. I never did. Yeah. One of my favorite bands of all time and I never saw them. I had a chance when they toured with The Who, uh, I forget, 83 and I, I couldn't go. The Who, Journey, and the friggin' clash, like one of the, one of these things is not like awesome. the other. Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. It was, I, that uh, is baffling. The who I, saw, was, I, saw the, I saw the Ramones near the end at a music fest, so I mean, it wasn't. You know, you kind of needed to see them in a bar. Yeah. I told yeah, you the story so. of uh, Joey. Uh, no, meeting Johnny at um, the uh, conventions at the Penta Hotel in New York City. He would no. all. He would always go. And uh just tooling around. I just left Clive Barker. It was like one of those kind of days. Yeah. Um, walking around. I see this guy in a leather jacket with the with the Buster Brown haircut sitting on the on the on a table just chilling. I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and it, it was Johnny Ramone. I just you know, I couldn't say anything. I just shook his hand and I just said, My God, yeah. You're, you're yeah. yeah. It was amazing. So there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. So was Randy Jackson there, Vince? Randy Jackson with the journey. <laughs> journey. No, that this we're talking Steve Perry journey. Well, who's Randy Jackson meaning the, the Doom American Idol. He was the bass guitarist in Journey. Oh. Not the Journey I saw. No. No. That was his claim to fame, you know that, right? Yeah, but this is this is original lineup Journey. After gotcha. after Greg Rowley left, uh it was I think the original uh members. Yeah, no. He wasn't in there. I would have noticed a, um, uh, a, yeah, big dude on stage with these guys. Mm-hmm. Cause he's a large man. Uh, is he? Randy Jackson? Yeah. Back then? Wasn't he, uh, I don't know. I've he lost a lot of weight, right? Uh, I, I assume he wasn't that heavy back then, though, right? I mean. You're talking about the, the American Idol judge. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, he was not with them. No. Nope. Okay. There you go. At least I don't think so. I wasn't really paying attention to Journey. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> no, not, not my thing. No. I, I never thought that we would talk this much about Journey. God help us, show. really. Yeah. Oh, no, Sherry. That, that book is totally ordered. That, yes. that, is gonna, that, is, that is going to be a big part of my vacation week and, you, and, and subsequent weekends. You will absolutely um, love it. Can't wait. It's raw. Cannot wait. Yep. Um, I got... I got one. I feel like I've already kind of talked about stuff with stray bullets, but I got one, and then I need to go. I need to go flip my my jalapenos, which are in the oven. Is that a euphemism? But, no, I flipped the jalapenos not. last night a couple yeah. times. Uh, hot stuff. <laughs> I'm flipping my jalapenos no. right now. Um, but um, you guys know that that in the last couple of years, I've really uh, gotten bitten by the photography bug, uh, and I also love comics, and so. I was I was aware of this book and then finally uh, pulled the trigger on it because it's, it's not it's not really cheap. But uh, a couple years ago, there was a big photography book called The Artist Within that was released. Are you guys familiar with this? Have it. Yep. It's awesome. It sure it's, is. It's a uh, dark horse of of all publishers put this out, which is is uh, not not surprising to me because Dark Horse does nice stuff. But um, I, I was a little surprised that it was a Dark Horse publication, 
it is so cool. It is all black and white photography of artists mostly in their studios. And it is like this really intimate look at these creators in the places that they create. It's the, you know, artist within their, you know, their surroundings, I guess is the, is the play on words. And it's a number one, it's some fantastic portrait photography from just a technical photography standpoint. It's, it's really, really beautiful, gorgeous photography. Um, for for most for most comic fans that that aren't looking for the the technical aspect or just the really pretty photography aspect of it it's it's a really interesting book because it puts faces to a lot of names that you've heard for your entire life yep. uh, as a comic fan uh if you didn't know what art adams looks like well art adams is in this book and i i absolutely love his his portrait in here because his studio is exactly like our Adam's studio should look. There is so much going on that there's, it's like looking at an art Adam's drawing that you could sit there and look at it for hours and hours and hours and still pick out little minute things. His, his, his studio is just like this sensory overload of stuff. But then you look at, you know, even on the page before is Howard Chaikin. And it's exactly as you would picture Chaikin's, uh, Chaikin's work environment. It's, it's mostly books and then a, a very old school studio setup where he does his art. Uh, it's, uh, the, probably the funniest thing is that, you know, each, each portrait kind of shows the artist and their personality. Like there's this picture of Bernie Wrightson where he's kind of like lurking behind these shelves with all these paint brushes and, and he looks, he almost looks like a, a Wrightson drawing. Yeah. He's, which is kind of interesting because you, you, you think about a lot of these guys use themselves, you know, like looking in a mirror or a photo or whatever to, to, to draw, you know, like base stuff and writes it looks like a writes and yeah. drawing. I think so it's, it's the jaw. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the brow. It's his brow. Right. He's got yeah. that very, very Karloff looking. Pretty big brow. man. Very imposing yeah. man. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a, it, the, the portrait is perfect because it's it's Wrightson, and you almost don't even need to see the name beside it, or you don't even need to have known what he looks like because it's well, it's Bernie Wrightson, I, and and the photo is him. And then the the one that cracks me up is is the one of Neil Adams yeah. because you know most of the other pictures are like people standing, you know, like mid depth of of. The photo in their surroundings, you know, in their, in their house, in their studio, you know, as you would take a picture of someone in a room. It's like, oh, stand over by your desk or, you know, look at, at this picture and they're a part of the environment. The picture of Neil Adams is probably three quarters of it is like Neil's face. You know, it's just <laughs> like, it is just like the entire picture is Neil Adams because he, that's that's Neil Adams. Whatever he's in a room, it's Neil Adams. He is and, the prophet. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It is, it is totally, it is totally Neil because he's looking, you know, the camera is looking down on him and he just has this, that great Neil Adams smile and it just, you know, just like, you know, he knows the, the punchline to the joke and you don't kind of look that <laughs> Neil Adams always, always has. Um, yeah, but the punchline is always the end the earth was hollow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But then, then the other one that is is perfect is Mobius, because it's just Mobius standing on a beach. It's kind of like the world is my studio kind of look, and uh, it's just it's perfect. But it's a it is a big book, and I'll just uh, I'll rattle off some of the names. This uh, uh, Sergio Aragones is just a gorgeous, gorgeous. Portrait. It is probably one of my favorite pictures. Oh, and Jack. Jack is in there, uh, and it's and it's perfect. But um, you, you've got you know Art Spiegelman. Um, uh, oh gosh, Kevin Eastman, Alex Toth, Neil Adams, Russ Heath, Stan Sakai, Carl Barks, uh, Bernie Wrightson, J. Scott Campbell, Will Eisner, Silvestri, uh, Arthur Adams, uh, Scott Shaw, uh, Ed Big Daddy Roth, which is a great oh, picture. nice. Uh, Dave Stevens, um, I'm skipping over a bunch of them, Mike Allred, Jim Lee, uh, which is funny because it's, it's Jim Lee in his studio and there's three guys with their backs turned to the camera, all slaving over drawing tables, um, working in, in the, in the studio. Uh, probably Mignola, working on his stuff. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Mignola's is, is perfect. It's so Mignola. Um, Starlin, Joe Kubert is great. Uh, the John Romita Sr. is, is fantastic. Jack Davis looks like everyone's kindly uncle or grandfather. <laughs> it's, it's a great picture. Uh, Wagner, uh, Barry Windsor Smith does not uh. look like I thought Barry Windsor Smith would look like. Really? He looks a lot like Bill Reinhold. Okay. Like a lot like Bill Reinhold in this picture anyway. Uh, John Cassidy, uh, Al Williamson. Yeah, which one uh, of these doesn't belong? Jeez. <laughs> How, what, hey. Which one? Well, if it's Planetary Astonishing X-Men, John Cassidy. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that's the thing. It's, it's, it's got, it's got contemporaries. It has some of the, you know, at, at the time this was printed, which is probably, oh, 2007, uh, it looks like some of the stuff was, is that right? No. Because like Dave Stevens is in here. So I don't know when, when the picture was taken. Um, but, uh, you know, it's got, uh, you know, Mark Schultz, uh, Walt and Louis Simonson, uh, together. It's, yeah, just some fantastic, and, and it goes on and on and on. It's, it's tons. You know, Frank Cho, it's, it's a lot. Um, Frank Miller. What's going on there, kids? Hello, gentlemen. Hey. Oh, oh gosh. Uh oh, special guest star. I'm, I made it. I'm, I'm standing on the streets of Berkeley, so bear with me. Oh, you oh you're. No, no, I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm actually, uh, Diamond was in, uh, we had a meeting with Diamond at the image offices today and we're out drinking with our international books rep and so I'm out with, uh, uh, with some staff members and uh, our Diamond rep, so I'm, um, I'm flying back tomorrow night, so I'll be back on Friday, yeah. Living the dream. Living the dream. How you guys doing? Good week, huh? Good week. <laughs> oh, we were just talking about how lame that uh, that Stray Bullets announcement is. Hey, let me ask you a question. I feel bad because I don't want to recap. I mean, I'm sure everybody listened to it and heard you gush about it, but tell me, did you see that coming at all? 
No. Uh, no. no. Awesome, dude. That's no. great. Which yeah. kind of pissed me off. It's like, thanks for telling me, jerk. I, I can't even tell you. I've had that quiet for like three months now. Like, yeah. I had to sit on that. Like, and it would, it drove me crazy because, like, that is, and I'm sure you guys gushed about it already, but for me, that's like, it's like Strangers in Paradise, Bone, and Stray Bullets were the three books that got me into indie comics in the late 90s. Like, those black and whites. And just the fact that, A, even being able to even talk to David Laugham, and then on top of that, be able to be a part of the return to Stray Bullets, it's just, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's totally awesome. So well, we, did, we did talk about what an abomination it is to see your name on the uh, inside cover of all the <laughs> just really, I know. Isn't that crazy? How did that happen? For, for our listeners who don't know the world famous uh, voice on the line, this is Ron Richards, our friend, and, uh, and, and, uh, and I guess these days, uh, he Why are you saying friend in air quotes, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, we'll see. We'll see if he's, uh, he, yeah, he was my friend without air quotes. <laughs> well, you understand that we got it. We can't, you know, we can't really let the, let the cat out of the bag before it's too soon, right? Gotcha. <laughs> but, but, but how did you, how did you like that though? I mean, did you like the, the, the fact that it's coming back and it's all collected and then you get it all digitally at once, right? Yeah, read the yep. first four issues today, actually. Well, you never, you never read it, Jason? No. Nor What'd you I. think? It was awesome. Yeah? It was awesome. And the last issue ends in such a cliffhanger with little Emily getting dropped off at her mom's house, so I, by the, uh, Congress, so I'm, I'm, I'm dying to see the rest, but, uh, I think I'll hold out until I get the, uh, the oversized. Now, we were talking, Ron, um, is the, uh, is the collected edition you guys are putting out gonna just have the 41 main issues, or gonna, is it gonna have the, uh, the other stuff as well? It's going to be the 41 main issues, um, and the, the, there are plans for the other stuff as well. I know a lot of people want Amy, the Amy race car stuff and stuff like that, but, uh, but the, the main collection is just going to be 41 issues, and it's also important to note that it's a direct market exclusive. Yep. So when you're ordering it, make sure, yep. yeah, yeah, make yep. sure you order your retailers, yeah, so. We've, we've said it's a, a perfect time to, uh, to start being a DCBS customer, um, and. and yeah, love, love, love. I was just talking. I was just talking to Christina yesterday, actually. There so. you is, uh, is, is that direct market exclusive something that Laughing had to have done, or was that... Yeah, no, I, no, no, it was, it was a really... I mean, I, honestly, I don't know exactly whose idea it was and who pushed it or whatever, but I know that Laughing is a big... Uh, they, they really uh want to thank the retailers for all the support they gave them back during the first run of it back in nice. the 90s and thing like it was a big part big part of it for them um and they're and they're and he's super excited to bring it back you know the new series and you know I was talking his wife uh does a lot of his business stuff and we were talking about the state of retailing now and there's a ton of names they remember but there's a ton of new stores like Challengers and Isotope and stuff like that that they they weren't aware of so I've had the pleasure of kind of introducing them reintroducing them to the world of retail as it is today so um uh, but yeah, they're big direct market supporters. Nice, fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got um, you've got a little party going on out there on the left coast coming up, right? Yes, yes, in January, Image Expo. You, you flying us all? You flying us all out? Yeah. You guys are coming, right? You know, like <laughs> I haven't got my ticket yet, but when you when right? you get my yeah. first class ticket, I'll there, dude. <laughs> well, no, January 9th in San Francisco is the next, uh, is our next event. And if you guys remember what we did in July, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it, it kind of goes without saying that we're not, you know, that, that, that it's going to be, it's going to be a good time for any comic fans. 
so especially especially fans of the image. And and what's crazy is that like if you look at the last one that we did, we had you know we you know Kirk Kirkman and and you know a whole handful of of our other creators. But like now we've announced twelve creators total that are going to be there that are announced, and that's not even counting the surprise guests that we have coming. So. Okay. Yeah, so for if you're a comics fan, and, and let me tell you, the, the surprise guests, you, you're gonna want to be at this thing. Like if you if you have any way to get to San Francisco, and I'm not totally not, you know, I know it's my job to hype this stuff and that sort of thing, but if you have any way to get to San Francisco on January 9th and you're a fan of comics, you're gonna want to be there. So you guys should do it in a more central location, like Chicago. <laughs> yeah, we really, we, we really like our, our, our the Bay Area. <laughs> but uh, you, you, I mean, Chris, you know, I know you're afraid of the West Coast, but come on, man. <laughs> hey, I've, I've been I've been out to the West Coast three times now, and one of them was basically to come out just to see you, Ron. Oh, look at you! I also remember one of those times you ended up in the Castro by yourself, drunk, lost. So <laughs> well, that happened. That happens pretty much when I leave the house. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know, but, but in all seriousness, though, the show's gonna be really good. We've got a lot of really cool stuff lined up. Um, everybody that's been announced, like, basically, we're gonna roll out what, you know, what we're, what's coming from Image in 2014. Um, so everybody that's been announced is, you know, coming with new projects. And then, you know, we've got special guests that, like I said, are, are gonna blow comic fans' minds. So, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we're having a lot of fun. The, the great thing is that we've got so many great creators to work with. We actually have to, like, we're like, okay, we, we we might have too much. We gotta save stuff for later. Or we gotta put stuff off because we've got so much to talk about. So, nice, yeah. cool, nice. Yeah. Seriously, it's a, good time. It's, a good, it's a good time to be an image. Oh, yes, and and by, and by by the way, I um, um since you're here, uh, I had mentioned it to the to the boys a little earlier. My conversation about uh, about black science last week, and oh, I man. said that. I well, hold on, what? I was so angry I texted you about it. I know you texted me, but but roll back the tape. What I said is that I had some I had some issues with 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 not the art but but the storytelling devices in the first issue. But I was like, everything is there for the setup, and if this is going in the direction I I I think it's going, then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in for the long haul. And I got to read uh, issue two, and it is exactly what I want that book to be. So it is. I am I am totally on board. And the second issue absolutely knocked it out of the park. Well, let, let me tell let me tell you guys about Black Science. All right. So, so two things. One is that I talked to Rick a lot about his approach to it, and Rick is a big fan of the Indiana Jones style storytelling. Like that first issue, he's gonna drop you in with a ton of action and you know give you a sample of what's to come and then in the the subsequent issues then pull it back tell you more about the characters do that strong character build until you get to the end of that first arc and then you're going to be like oh god i want to be on this ride for the next 60 issues um so so if you stick with it it's going to be worth it um but i'll tell you from a collecting standpoint uh, that Black Science number one and number two was severely underordered by retailers. Um, you know, like part of my job is I look at all the order numbers and things like that. And we announced today that Black Science number two sold out. Um, not only did it sell out, it sold out like super sold out. Like, like it's already like we're already gone back to second print on it because the back orders on it were in the the, the thousands before Wednesday before it even happened. So, um, so from a collecting standpoint, if you're looking for those number ones and number two. Like they're rare because honestly, retailers underordered it because I don't think people knew what they were getting, and and I I knew because I got to see it they enough months ago. Have. 
Yeah, exactly. They've right? been talking about it for months. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 for everybody else, and not to, again, not to hype and stuff like that. But I gotta, uh, I gotta. Maybe I'll, I'll see if I can get permission to send it to you guys. But uh, Deadly Class number one, Rick's next book in January is going to be like Wes Craig, the artist on that, is going to blow your guys' minds. So we're talking yeah. like, I love like, his Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. So I know he's he's going to do big things with that book. Like Hawkeye level art, like in terms when you read Hawkeye, you're like, oh god, where did this come from? Like people are gonna say people are gonna say that about Deadly Class as well too. Yeah, I can see that. Cool. Wow. Yeah. So. How, how about three cheers for Howie Chaikin? <laughs> I love Howard. Yeah, now, I I love both of these things, so it's 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 great for me. But I don't think Howie can draw a book without lingerie and blowjobs. <laughs> I, I I read Satellite Sam, dude. Everybody's getting blowed in that issue, like in the elevator, in the office room, in the car. I'm give that another try because I did not like the first issue. And oh, if you like it. if you like blowjobs, uh, you know Satellite if you Sam. Like, if you like blowjobs, well, read this book. Yeah, can you put I'll that on the cover? <laughs> I'll give you guys a little bit of an exclusive though on that, and that we're um, uh, tomorrow actually. I think the press release goes out, but we're 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 going to be offering the first Satellite Sam trade for nine ninety nine. Excellent, like, nice. Yeah. Yep. So, so really, if people miss out on the issues, like if you like Golden Age TV and like fifties, or if you like sexy ladies and the blowjobs, and blowjobs, so yeah. Like your book, yeah, yeah. yeah so. And and it's it, the art is fantastic. He seems yeah. to be very happy with the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're having fun. They're, they, I mean, honestly, it's really funny because you talk about Fraction. And, you know, it's, you know, I can't, and I can't speak to the stuff he does in Marvel, and I know there was some dust up with Inhuman and stuff like that. I have no insight to any of that stuff. But when I talk to Matt about sex criminals or about Satellite Sam, like, this smile gets on his face, and you could tell he's had, like, these are the kind of comics he wants to, the stories he wants to tell. Um, it's just great to see people enjoying it, you know, so. Outstanding. Sex criminals, though, man, that's the book. That's the book to watch out for. Really? Yep, sex criminals right now in terms of sales and attention and stuff like that has potential to be like our next saga. Hmm. That's interesting really? to me because wow. I mean, if I'm being quite candid, it's it, of all the deluge of image books that have been coming out of, of late, it's it's one that I just didn't connect with. But that, but that's cool. I'm glad it's doing well. You know, it's you know what's interesting is that uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of women are reading sex criminals. Okay, nice. It's, Maybe it's, it's another really- Fifty Shades. Yeah, no, I mean, it's really reaching that, that, that different kind of audience than the typical superhero kind of like Jason, that, that audience. Yeah. Are you saying oh, that? Lowbrow is what you're trying to say. Those Jason, lowbrow guys. I guess, guys. I guess you're audience. buying dinner on Monday? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, but it's a different type of book. I mean, it's definitely for a different type of person, but it's, it's, really, it's gotten a lot of attention. And you saw it was, it was Time Magazine's number one graphic novel of the year. So there I you did go. not see that. Yeah, I got Time Magazine number one comic book graphic novel for 2013. Was, How can they give uh, it a graphic novel of the year when there's three issues out and no graphic novels? Comics and graphic novels. Ah, I see. So, uh, okay. Dude, I, I just want to say, uh, Revenger? This oh, yeah. Ian this <laughs> Churchill thing? It's specifically made for me. I mean, the, the promo images, the guy gets his face ripped off. <laughs> Vince, can I tell you when when those when that art came in when we were designing the previews catalog, yeah. like this, and we got the, I, those pages came across my desk, and I was like, "Can we print this?" Like, it's, <laughs> it's raw. Yeah. I know we can. Print, I know we can print it in in the comic, but like in previews, I'm like, "Is this all right?" And we're like, "Yeah, let's do it." So we did it. <laughs> yeah, ballsy. I mean, it looks great. And yeah. come on, Ian Churchill, I'm there. Yeah, and Jonathan Ross on yep. uh, writing. He's yeah. It's just yeah. That's gonna be a lot. That's gonna be a fun one. So now that's an ongoing or a mini. Uh, I believe that's a mini. I cool. believe that's a mini series. Yeah. Nice. Ron, how good is Southern Bastard going to be? 
Uh, I just read the I just read the preview for it, uh, and it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. That's the that's the Latour book. H. Yeah, the Latour. Yeah, yeah. There's a double page. Spread, there's a double page spread that opens the first issue. I think that that literally made me laugh out loud. So it's going to be. It's I, I I feel like the Jasons are bringing something that we haven't seen from them yet to that book. So um, I read I read the script of the first issue. I haven't seen the whole first issue drawn yet. But uh, but from what I've seen, it's I mean, of course, you know, I'm a huge Jason Aaron fan, so it's like, of course, it's going to be great. But Latour really is somebody who I think we we all like his art and we know how good he can be. But I don't think he's really had that stage to kind of show it off yet. So, yeah, agreed. Is there a blowjob in it? I don't know. Like that should Jason. be standard image practice. Every issue has to have a blowjob uh, in it. Funny. We do have a lot of sex. We, we do. do. You do. Which is great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Horny artist over there at uh, Image. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. well, have you guys read Joe Casey's Sex? Have you, did you read that? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not uh, up to the last, uh, but I've read, I think, four or five issues so far. Yeah, that, that, I mean, I know that, that, that book when it came out. I, Vince, Vince, did, didn't you hate it at one point? Like, were no, you screaming about it? I did not hate it. I, it just didn't, I was very surprised with it being a Joe Casey book that it didn't click with me. I, well, I, I, give it a it, shot. The the first trade is like eight ish, the, the first eight issues, mm-hmm. and it's very um, it's very nineteen eighty style kind of Dark Knight kind of right. comics. No, I read yeah. up to issue six, and my opinion of it has like flip flopped. I I like it now. Yeah, it, yeah. it just started off extremely slow for me. Yeah, and I just I just read um, the the Hulk Marvel Knights book that my buddy Joe Keating did, but uh, Peter Kowalski did the art on it, and um, I, and I, I'm like I'm really liking what Kowalski does. Like it's a very kind of simple kind, of, you know, like no, I don't want to say simple in a negative way, but kind of a clean line approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very, you know, like, and I, again, I don't want to say retro because that's a different feeling, but it's a very 80s kind of almost like an early Mazzuccelli kind of line yeah. um, that I really dig. I so. thought the art in that was really great, the Marvel Knights Hulk, yeah. Yeah, so I mean the story was you know it's yeah. just, just cheating. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. No, actually, I thought the story was really good. I liked it. <laughs> yes. See, I, I still read Marvel books. I still read. I, I read all the other publishers. I'm not just you image. Will, you will. You will always read X Men, and you know it. I know. I do. I do. I I I read and I scream and I I I gotta say I was Chris. We were talking about this. I sometimes I do miss the podcasting. I do miss the the I fanboy. Yeah, so, yeah uh, chance yeah. to get on your pulpit. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, come on, all new X Men. Those costumes, not good. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the whole thing. It's like like a costume. I think Scotty said it best. Scotty Young said it best on Twitter. Is that a costume? You know, when a costume really represents who a character is and is part of their identity. And if you're going to make that change, it should be used to enhance that 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 character, or whatever. And those costumes are just like, hey, here's a modern you know a modern costume, and they've got different colors, and it's just like yeah. it lacks the charisma of that or, the original five, you know, the Xavier School uniforms. You know, yeah. so I think what he said, one of the things he said was, if a kid can't draw it with crayons, it's not a good design. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that, all those lines and stuff, like, kind of like if you guys are reading Batman right now with the Year Zero stuff, which I'm loving, I think Scott Snyder's great, and I love the story, but, like, Capullo's doing the, like, the Year Zero Batman costume, and the only difference is that he's got those, like, padded sections, the light. yeah, it's like, I don't oh, know, yeah. just... Just have it be Batman, man. Don't go crazy with the costume, you know. Don't, 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 don't Jim Lee it on me, you know. Oh, <laughs> right? I mean, come on, the Superman costume. Come on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not feeling a lot of the new Fifty Two costumes. Yeah. The the, the 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 new X Men or the first class X Men costumes look. They 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 look, they're better suited for like 
the Legion of Superheroes characters than they are True. for anything on the X-Men. Very good, David. Well, yeah, thank you, Vincent. I mean, the, the, the new 52 ca- uh, costume that drives me crazy the most is the Flash, because I'm such a old-school Flash fan, and the fact that now it, it reminds me of those, like, remember those action figures in the 90s where you can snap on the see-through plastic? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like that. It feels like this weird snap-on costume as opposed to, like, the sleek kind of Flash, you know, costume. I don't yeah. know. They get it I'm right with Green Arrow, though. Yeah, yeah the Green Arrow costume is good, yeah. Yeah. They did. They did. What's their most popular character now? Hey, I love that. I, love, I have to echo your guys' love for that TV show. I watched it's that. Fucking awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. I was, it's, I was, I was shaking mad tonight at seven o'clock whenever I turned on CW and it was grandma got run over by, by a reindeer. Classic. <laughs> it, was, it was the, it was the mid season finale last week. Come on. I know. January 15th. I hate, I hate, well, I hate mid-season finales. I do. I, admit, I, I, giggled, I giggled a little bit in the first episode with Barry Allen when they were in the lab and he's with, he's with, he's uh, with the chemicals and he's telling no. her not to. Yeah. It's like, very here dangerous. Comes, here it comes, here it comes. And I'm like, oh, what a fucking cock tease. Yeah. No, I knew, I knew that when the, the season finale was written by Jeff, that it, by Jeff Johns, that was going to be like, oh, this is the one where it's going to happen. So, yeah. But that's a great show. It's awesome. I love it. So. It is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get get whatever you can. Get Guggenheim to write some comics over over in your your okay. camp. Yeah. Okay. I think he's, he's, I think he's a little busy. He's a busy with the TV. That's the problem. That's a, what's you know. Hey, they're mid season finale. He's obviously got a break right now. Oh Jesus! <laughs> knock out a, a, a six six issue mini or something. Uh, hey, I got you. Got to give. I mean, after seeing, after working with Kirkman and and Brian K. Vaughan juggling the TV and the comics writing, uh, that that it's, it's it's a skill. It's a skill. So that's so why I, I feel bad because we get a lot of people like asking to interview BKV and stuff like that. It's like, no, he's really busy. Yeah. Like, he's show running a, a, a hit TV show and a, and writing a hit comic. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a full plate. So uh, goes out for him. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Jeez. He's living his dream. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Dude, it's, would uh, you, uh, what do you think of the uh, the the Uber price explosion during the blizzard here in the, in the East Coast? Did you hear about that? No, what happened? Well, uh, when uh, we had the the bad snowstorm a couple of days ago, yep. Uh, I guess uh, you know U- U- Uber prices started like blowing oh, out. Yes. I saw, yeah, and also SantaCon was going on too on Saturday, and so like there was a yeah, ton of drunk trying to get around the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it like surge pricing at like eight X or something like that? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and. Um, What's her name? Uh, Seinfeld's wife was like publicly complaining about it because she had to spend four hundred and twelve dollars to get her sons to a party in a bar mitzvah. And I'm like, dude, I mean, if there's anything less sympathetic than hearing a billionaire wife <laughs> complain that she had to spend four hundred bucks to get her kid to a party, I mean, seriously, dude, talk about one yeah. percent problems. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Jesus. You know, that's that's the free market at, at, at work, right? I mean, like they they'll get yeah, that money if people are willing to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I never heard of Uber until I was out in San Fran with you hanging out, and now it's blown up, dude. Oh man, I can Although, although I don't, I, I I can't live without Uber. And there's another app called Lyft, um, which Lyft oh, is like the, a yeah the, yeah the share the shared ride stuff. Yeah, 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 Lyft is a little cheaper than Uber. Like I'll look for a Lyft first, and if I can't get a Lyft, then I'll get an Uber. That's um, the that's yeah. the the pink mustache, right? The pink mustache, exactly. Yeah. 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 Did, did you see? Did you see the one, the Conan bit where it was? Uh, it was Conan and and uh, Ice Cube and I forget who the other guy was. That the, are, you about, are you talking about? Are you talking about Conan O'Brien? Yeah. 
right, I feel like Conan is like Crom, and Conan no. is <laughs> Conan. Conan. <laughs> the late night no. talk show host, not the not the um, fantasy barbarian. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the star of something the same way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh God. But, uh, yeah, no, I didn't see that. But, yeah, Lyft and Uber are great. Yeah, no, I'm not looking forward to coming back east uh, tomorrow with the, with all the snow. But it's the holidays, and that's what's, that's what's great. Can right. I tell you guys, do you want to hear craziness, which you guys will crack up of this? Um, so my 10-year-old niece uh, loves the loves the comic books. I, I got her – I started giving her t- Tiny Titans and stuff like that. And she came to visit me in New York Comic Con, and she ended up getting some freebie first uh, issue of one of the My Little Pony comics. Right? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so so now it's Christmas. I'm like, oh, I'll get her the the first trade. I'll get her the friendship is magic. You know, like here is the target audience for My Little Pony comics. Can you believe that it is out of stock on Amazon and has been out of stock for like two weeks? Really? That's yeah. Like, like, like this is the holiday season. Like, wait, IDW missing the boat. Such a dick. I know things work now, and they're missing out. It's, <laughs> you got to have that stuff in stock. If I was running it, the joint, it wouldn't be like that. They had a Ron Richards. <laughs> yeah, look at it. Get any image title, man. You can get. They're all in stock. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sell, you can't sell. You can't sell comics if they're not available. You know. So. Asking something. Are, are we going to still be friends if uh, if if I don't pick Image as my publisher of the year for the eleven? <laughs> hey man, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you, I, I just worry about everyone else judging you. That's all. It's true. <laughs> I'm I'm just telling you'll get a text. The text about Black Science drove me crazy because because I know you're a big Remender fan and like this uh, book sure. is made for you, Chris. It's so yeah. made for you. Well, I'm with you, Ron. I was baffled because again, I didn't find anything that Chris said. I mean, I didn't agree with him, but I didn't like find and he wasn't like over. But I was just stunned because, as you yeah. said, I mean, the reason I became a Fear Agent fan and knew of Rick's existence years ago was because of Chris's. Unbridled enthusiasm for it back in the Iran comics days. Guys, was, it's not like it's not like I panned it. I once again going so back, clar- clarifying. I the writing wasn't up to snuff. Yeah, it wasn't. I if, if for for me and my taste, and this, and it's a taste thing. Okay, it's I don't like radishes. It could have been the most well prepared <laughs> radish in the world. Doesn't mean yeah. I'm going to like it. Okay. Yeah. So, well, meanwhile, it's nominated for best single issue of the year on at IGN. So like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but in Chris's defense, the, the the chain of collaboration always ends with the reader. So yeah. if it didn't click with him, it, it's, I don't think it, you know, it's just his take on it. It's yeah, not a it, fault of the, and, and, and I know, and I, and I, and I heard, and we talked about it. I listened to the show. You know, I listen to the show every week. So sure. as, Jason, as Jason knows, when I DM him my, my, my complaints, <laughs> um, he's like the peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, and I knew where Chris was coming and that it was very heavy in terms of exposition and that narration. But like, again, that was done by design. And I knew that once you got to the second issue, you would see where it was going. And that's the challenge is that like it's doing and honestly, like if you guys really want behind the scenes and like what it's like to do like the kind of comics you do at Image, the big challenge is that like if if Remender and Mateo Scalera jump on, you know, Daredevil, like from a business standpoint or from a a marketing standpoint, you don't need to explain that. Everyone knows what Daredevil is and you get it. But when you were introducing new properties and new comics into the world, we got to be like, okay, it's a, you know, dimension hopping science fiction action series. And all right, just trust me, just read it and go with it. And like, you can't, it's really, it's really hard to hook people with one issue. 
I know, yeah. but, but that was probably that was probably my th- is that because a an action adventure scientist is a really pretty easy thing to 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 yeah. introduce to someone. It was I didn't need to know his his reasoning and his philosophical outlook on on everything and why he does it. You know, it's like let me let me pick that up a lot. It was a lot for a first issue, and it was the way it was told didn't didn't tickle my fancy. And issue two is is a much more you know traditional comic book approach where it's 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 the story is told through dialogue, not through not through narration. And so it's I'm. I'm totally on board. I just uh I thought I thought the first issue looked beautiful. I would have liked a, a different storytelling device. I understand why he did it. And it's probably it's probably well done for what it is. I I think issue 2 is leaps and and bounds better for 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 my for my taste. And right. I I'm totally absolutely on board. I love the second issue. And Scalero no, is a fucking beast, man. Scalera. 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 Oh, I've been mispronouncing names all night. So it's that, it's that point of the podcast. As, as a hey, listener, pal. as a listener, and as a publisher, I, I, I listen to Chris's com- you know complaints. I listen to Jason's complaints, but really, it's if Vince and David like it, then I feel like we're doing the right thing. Oh, <laughs> Yo, that is messed up. Dude. No, that's right on the money. That's what that is. Figure, figure that you, you have appealed, you've appealed to the masses at that point. Oh yeah, the lowbrow contingent. That's what it is. I'm just—it's funny because I—I—I I, I, because I don't get enough DAP and Vince time. That's all it is. Oh, I get a see, lot of these. That is true. David, we should do our own thing. Screw these losers. <laughs> yeah, the they've done that. <laughs> that lasted for thirty. Uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> if you guys ever want to do image, image bulletin or whatever you call oh, it. Oh, David. There we go. What? What? There Come on. But we are getting almost ten x. Jason's all butthurt. Guys put out of the bullpen. Butthurt. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are almost ten times the uh, the bullpen bullpens. It was concentrated uh, goodness. That's what it was. Yeah, we, might, we might want to change the URL at some point. Burn strong and fast. <laughs> yep. Oh man. All right. Yeah, the, uh, is, there, is, there, is there an image podcast, Ron? There's a couple of people who do stuff. There's not an official image podcast. Uh, Chris Parton used to do Image Addiction. I don't know if he still does it or not. Uh, yeah, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. What I don't do think do? there's a better time to start one than right now. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I've, I've toyed with doing one, like an official one, but I don't know if that's something people want or not, you know? so yeah. Oh, I think they want it. Yeah. All right. If people want it, t- tell me on Twitter. Tell me you want it, and I'll do see. If, if I get enough response, maybe we'll do it. What's your handle yeah. for those who don't know on the Twitter? Uh, RonXO on the Twitter. There so you, you go. Find- yeah. So. If, if only you, you, time, though, you don't expect them to ever retweet you or write you back. That's not true. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey buddy, sling, I can sling right back, player. I'm not a big retweeter, but you know, but I, I write back. I respond. Hey, so. Ron's Ron's all big time now, but still, I know that if I shoot him a text, that within 15 or 20 minutes, he always texts me back. He's. Yeah, he, I do. Prefer, I do prefer the one-on-one. I do like that. I don't like having public conversations. There we yeah. go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Like today, 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 a couple, uh, today, a couple of retailers are giving me shit on Twitter because, um, because unfortunately, due to the holiday, we're only shipping two books next week. 
Um, and so I was getting some crap about that and like it went back and forth and then I, and then I texted the dude, I'm like, Hey man, let's just talk here, you know, cause nobody needs to see that, you know, like it's, uh, that's how, you know, we, we've got a little crazy with the Twitter if you ask me. But you know, but, you're uh, doing something right when retailers complain that you're not shipping enough. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, so that's that's just oh, great. I, just, I feel I do feel really bad because if anybody went to the shop today or if anybody looked at today, we shipped image shipped a lot of books today. Yeah, and and, and I always that always makes me cringe a little because I know I try to put myself in the shoes of the customer and the reader, and I know that when you've got you know thirty bucks to spend, and we put out Saga East of West, Black Science, like all these zero, like all these great books all in the same week, pretty deadly. It, yeah, it, it hurts the pocketbook. And so, like, we try to, like, I, every month I sit there at the schedule and, and determine what day books are coming out. And we try to spread them out so that I'd rather have a strong Wednesday every Wednesday as opposed to a feast and famine kind of situation. But with the holidays and the limited shipping next week, it just ended up being that everything had to go this week. So it just, it's rough. So I can tell you guys, publishing is hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it must suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm crying anyway. for you, but I can tell how much you hate it, too. Seriously. Yeah, no, I can't end it. Yeah, what are you gonna do? The only no, problem with having Ron on the show is he never really gets like amped up when he's no. on the show. He too so low key. He's still, yeah, very subdued. Yeah, yeah. I've got cocktails in me, so bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Chris without the tail. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you're extra special because Chris was about to pause the show and go and, and uh, fill some jalapenos, and he's yeah. I, I got to go. Make, I've got an oven full of of cheese stuffed bacon wrapped jalapenos. At the end. <laughs> he, that that is that is the biggest lie I've ever heard. That that is like he's got to think he's got to think of of elaborate ways to get get away from the podcast. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh boy. <laughs> he just tore away. He totally did, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, Fuck you. I love I love Neesman. He, so while he's not here, I can talk about how great Neesman is. I love him. So he will hear it eventually. Yeah. No, he won't. No, he won't. No, he won't. No, he won't. He doesn't listen to the podcast. He never. Yeah. I, I think David and I are the only two that listen to the show when we're not on it. It's right. true. I, I, by the way, I love it when one of you starts talking about a book that you guys have previously praised. <laughs> <laughs> There really is no other form of unique, like, common comedy than when you guys are just like, when you, someone talks for like two minutes and you're like, yeah, bro, we talked about that last week. <laughs> and you know who the transgressor is in most instances, right? Jason. Uh, because he yeah. just doesn't pay attention when we talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's right. looking at his six monitors, doing his, all his thing yeah. with the, you know, boom. <laughs> That's it's like the bat cave. I'm the one that's sensitive to that. I, I, I definitely take offense. <laughs> Just too busy talking to Liefeld about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was going to phrase the image book, but now I don't feel like it. A book? Oh. Well, bring it. Dude, uh, <laughs> uh, Is he still there? Yeah. Oh, that's the baby. Oh, he reamed you a, a new one when you were gone. Oh. I my love for you, Chris. Jason, what, what, what book were you going to praise? East and West. Yes. Uh, What's not to praise? I know, I just so, read you number, number eight. Not, not to not to get back into plug mode, but did you see that uh, Walking Dead Nick Dragota cover that we're going to have at Image Expo? Did you guys see that? No. Oh, you got to go 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 to the Image website and look look for it or look online. It was on it was on uh, the Hollywood Reporter today as well too. Uh, we're giving away a, a copy of uh, the Walking Dead number one 
a reprint, but with a Nick Dragota cover, and it's Nick Dragota doing Carl Michonne taking out zombies, and it's, it's Dragota is like talk about like I actually honestly with all these best of lists and everybody giving a lot of love to Fiona uh, Staples on Saga, I feel like Nick Dragota has gone kind of underappreciated with what he's doing on East to West. I that stuff you. is beautiful because yeah. it's not just the 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 cartooning, but the the uh, character creation and the, the set design. I mean, everything oh, is great. Fantastic. The, uh, the the animated you know horses, the the you know the apocalyptic horses are awesome. I mean, the, just the conceptual artwork is great. I mean, the uh, I, I love it. It's it's like um, he's he's phenomenal. And and to boot, not only is he a phenomenal cartoonist, but he's also a Philadelphia Eagles fan. What what? Yeah. So uh, I got oh I, yeah, but yeah, he's going to be disappointed on Sunday. I got mad love for. Dragota. I got to give it up to Ron to, for introducing me to East of uh, West back at the what was it New York City. <laughs> Yes. You know, if it wasn't for Ron, I probably that book would have slipped underneath my radar. So, yeah, it's good stuff. I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. The, the thing I love about Hickman is that uh, he 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 suffers no fools. You know, he um he 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 is not afraid. To, and I would say some would say, I mean, this worked out for him, but he may have been taking risks with his career. He he uh you know he challenges you to 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 tag along. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't go, you know, he does not appeal to the masses in terms of like writing down to a fourth grade level so that everybody follows. He, he weaves complex stories and, you know, he, he expects that you're going to be, uh, you know, engaged enough to follow along. And that but is, uh, but he can have fun too. Cause I tell you, I think Manhattan Projects is, might be my, the, the book that whenever I put it down, I probably have the biggest grin on my face. I'm just like that I am. Entertained in well, so many different ways by that book. For that, right? for that book, book, for that book, I think I think that shows a different side of Hickman that we don't get to see a lot, like the kind of jokey side. But also, you got to give it up for crazy Nick Katara on that book yes. because yeah. the the stuff that he brings to life in that. I mean, like he is insane in a good way, and it's just like, yeah, it's it's yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, it was, it was such a a good call to uh, to put Ryan Brown on the fill-ins in that. Yeah. Just, yep. Perfect fill-in artist. I didn't know he has a he has a hoot doing it. So yeah. any um um uh, I haven't talked to Ryan in, about any more uh, God hates astronauts. Is that something that is still is still out there floating around? Perhaps. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure. I know Ryan. I, I know. I know Ryan really likes it, and we were really happy with uh, the release of that trade. So that was right. that was actually that was actually something that that happened because of you guys. Oh, uh, because oh, if, nice. if, if you guys, if you guys didn't praise God hated astronauts, I wouldn't have sought out Ryan at C two E two to talk to him and then nice. and then and then talk about his Kickstarter and how that was doing and hear how he you know was really proud of it and did the hardcovers but wanted to get it out more people and and I thought nice. it was kind of our alley so I, I connected him this uh, to our publisher Eric Stevenson and they hit it off and so you know I wouldn't I well, never say never so well any and even and even if it's not uh, God hates astronauts you know. I, I, Ryan, Ryan's a, a, a talent that I, I hope he, uh, gets some more, more comic work out there. So, oh, yeah, uh, no, we, always. We are fans of the, uh, we are fans of the Ryan Brownie. We he's definitely want. <laughs> Brownie, Brownie's right. a good kid. Even though he's a Tigers fan. Which, uh, you know, yeah, him, like, and, Stegman. Yeah. Oh, him yeah. and Stegman. Oh, God. Oh, speaking of, Ron, how do you like the, uh, the Granderson move? Oh, I like it. It's good. I'm, I'll, I'll yeah. take whatever I can get at this point. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Is, is the is the long the long cold dark night of being a, a Mets fan almost over? Are they starting no. to turn the corner? No. <laughs> no, of course not. We're at least we're at least three or four years from even now. I'm yeah. getting ready to talk about east of west to talking about the fucking Mets. How now I'm depressed. Yeah. Anyway, I gotta I gotta run now. Anyway, unfortunately, so that's a good time. Chris <laughs> <laughs> drove him off. See, it didn't take long. Yeah. So, so, sorry to have crashed the podcast, but yeah. But seriously, uh-huh. everybody, image expo. 
imagecomics.com slash expo. Come to the show. It's going to be worth it. Trust me. It's gonna, and we're, we're giving away a ton of variants for people who come, and it's going to be really cool and uh, literally more creators than you can shake a stick at. So come for that. Nice. Nice. All right. Have a there, right? Have a happy holidays, guys. All right. I'm glad I was able to. All right. In January, I'll come on the show proper and we'll talk, we'll talk non image comics. So. Nice. Okay. Travel safe, man. I'll see you in a few days, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Nice. The dude is like a friggin' tornado. Dude, he is, right? He's a whirling dervish. Unbelievable. Never stops. Unbridled energy. Whew. Never stops. So am I the only one that's reading the best comic that Image puts out? Nowhere, man. I told you I was reading Manhattan Projects and Revival. Duh. Well, Manhattan Projects is probably in my top three, so I give you that. Yeah, no, I would say. Why, why are the rest? Are of the you, are you serious? Are you, well, because oh, he I, shit on David right there. Everybody saw it. I heard it. See, well, I meant caught up. I didn't mean reading. I Unbelievable. Meant. Thank you. Okay, yes, no, I am. I am not up to date. It's it's. I I like it. I I don't. I think I like Manhattan Projects better. It's it's more entertaining and more entertaining for me. And I think Revival. Is I was gonna say. Awesome. I think Revival is better I'm than all. I'm waiting for you to read the second issue, Chris. Yeah. Of what? East of West. No, I've I've read like the first four. Nice. Yeah, and it's good. And it's good. Yeah, it's way better than good. It's phenomenal. But it is yeah, phenomenal. I, 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 okay, I really like it. How about that? It's really. But, yeah, good. there's there's some there's some other. It talks it talks to the strength of image, you know. And it, this oh, is kind sure. of yeah. I mean, it comes off as us, you know, polishing you know Ron's knob after he's mm. after he's off the show here. But no, yeah, it's. Image has had a great run of you know two three years of really setting up some strong strong uh, series. You know, you go to Saga is fantastic. Yeah. You know, Image I don't want to preempt uh, the eleven O'Closkers, but I mean Hickman's definitely in the running for uh, sure. Yeah. Just because, and to your point, Chris, part of the reason, much of the reason I voted for Jason Aaron in, in the last year or two is because I love how diverse he's shown, you know, the ability to do a, you know, humor comics and do scalped at the same time. And I think to your point with Manhattan Products, we, we've seen that from Hickman, which we hadn't seen before. Yeah. You know, he, he, I think, I think East of West is, um, while a, a much different, um, setting, it's, it's, it's again, I think, more more in line in tone with 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 some of his other works. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as you noted, Manhattan Projects is uh, is is you know, in many ways, just a humor. Well, not just I shouldn't say, but in many ways, a humor book. And he's you know he's doing them simultaneously. And then again, to to do all that and then pull off, I think, at least to my mind, the the most successful um, Marvel event in a long long time. Uh, that all all at the same time is pretty freaking is it impressive. Over? It's yeah. a good year. Is it, is yes, it, it is. Yes. yes, it is. It is. is it- so I should should I order the hardcover? Stop yes. the landing. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's okay. unlike most events, it actually has an ending, and it was a good ending. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I would hesitate to recommend the follow up. Right. Let's not. Let's not. Talk about as of right now, I would hesitate. No, 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 don't, don't. Well, and, and don't, as don't as Ron alluded, I don't know. If, I mean, we didn't talk about it because we don't often cover like comics news, but fractions already off of of Inhuman. Are you uh, serious? Yeah. Yeah. Charles Soul's taken over. Oh so. man. Oh well, so, yeah. that's the Maduera joint. That he, yeah. okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm seriously gonna go turn my peppers now. Okay. <laughs> Not a but, euphemism. But dude, no, oh. I I love East of West, dude. It's uh, yeah, it's post-apocalyptic. No. It's the the depiction of the Four Horsemen is amazing. Death yes. is a fantastic character, and and I think Zhao Lin, his his wife, maybe even more imposing. She's she's, she's uh, badass. She is a badass. <laughs> I love the marshals. I love that you know the the idea of these these ass kickers, almost like sort of kind of like a Judge Dredd sort of, I guess in a way, you know, and sort of mm-hmm. how they evolved in in this thing, and um, and we've been seeing some pretty nasty looking uh, characters of late, like uh, 
like uh, in 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 the issue in the eighth issue we're introduced to the Oracle, um, who is you know can knows things as you might imagine, uh, and and it's just a disgusting looking character. Uh, it's, it's 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 from a, de- I mean that's the, the like the depraved mind of uh, I don't know where Patara's pull- I mean that Patara I don't know where uh, I, I don't know where Dragota's pulling that one out, but. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just it's, that's my book, dude. That's, that's I I've been I've been a Dracon fan for I don't know how many years. The Fantastic Four, he did the um, I think he did the the, the Vengeance miniseries. But anytime yep. he's done anything, I've been a fan of. Um, there was a time where he was he was very similar to Allred, probably because he was also inking him. But it, it, he's kind of this looks like. Nothing I've seen from him before, and I am, I'm in love with it. I can't. It's, it is, it's, it's a book where I have to. The image is doing like two books right now where I love the art, and sometimes the word balloons get in the way. And and East of West is one of those books, and I, not, not. I really like the words that that Hickman's putting on the page, but it is Nick. It was keeping me coming back. His, you've nailed everything about the visuals. It, it is just it. It really is. It in, in my eyes, it's unique. There isn't anything else like it that I'm currently reading. It is. It, it it's a phenomenal piece of work. I am. I. There are like two books that I still kind of get. In, in, in paper format. And since we picked up the, the hardcover at New York Comic Con back in October, this is one of those books that I would really kind of like to keep getting in that hardcover convention exclusive format. And, um, you know, I, I look at the, I look at the review copies and, and still there's something missing because it is one of the few books that is currently being published where I, I know that with me, Story is king. It's the content. I don't care what kind of wrapper it's in. It doesn't need to be in a fancy package. But East of West is actually one book that I want to hold yeah. when I'm reading it. You know what I was thinking? Uh, similar thoughts on Umbral, number one. There you go. We got the review copy, and it was just like, wow, this is really nice. But yeah. it the the paper copy blows it away. Yeah. Yep. I definitely think that's that was the case on Black Science because I heard a number of other shows talk about the art in a way that I was like, all right, well, clearly they're losing a little bit of it in the digital transition because they it, you got to see it in person. Yep, uh, that's good. I, that's a great feeling. Yeah, it is. I I do think that is one aspect of um of the the digital onslaught that that maybe is underreported or appreciated is that I do think it is not completely an analogous experience. Right. And, uh, and which is to say, again, it, it, in and of itself, can I would imagine there'll be experiences, especially as, as creators get more comfortable in that, where the digital experience may be even in some ways more fulfilling than the paper experience, depending on what they do with the fact that they are dealing in a digital world and what you can do with that. But for right now, I would say that more times than not, um, if you're comparing the printed to the digital you're probably going to come away more impressed with the printed in most things. Right, right. Um, and, and the smarter publishers are capitalizing on that. Like, uh, um, not to, you know, twist Ron's nipples in the wrong direction, but IDW's... He likes that. IDW's very smart with the uh, Craig Yo stuff, how they use that old pulpy paper, like on the, on the, the Haunted Horror and the Popeye mm-hmm. books. You're not going to get that kind of almost 
genuine feel of reading this stuff like back in the day with a digital copy. It's just not going to happen. There's weight to it. It's got a tooth. You you actually can feel it. Uh, you know, it 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 grates against your fingers as you turn the pages. Like you, that's not going to happen on an iPad. So right. it's a it's a more analogous experience to reading this stuff as originally published. Whereas, I mean, if you just want the stories and the art, yeah, digital's great. But um, closer to the the uh, the reading experience as published. And like Umbral was wow. It just seems the cut. And this is weird because you can um, kick the chroma up on digital to the I mean insane levels. But I would say that the colors were more vibrant in the print copy, which is hard to do. It's very hard to do. Yeah. There's uh, Jim Rugg. I, I, I'm joining the conversation late here. Uh, Jim Rugg did a really cool blog post last year on, uh, was it Hellboy in Hell? That I guess he had gotten a print copy of it and read it, and it fell really flat for him. And mm-hmm. then he read the digital version, and it absolutely came alive for him. Right. And it was kind of talking about the... Uh, paraphrasing the the blog was the advantages of going digital to digital as opposed to digital to print and and that if you're gonna you know we've i've talked about it ad nauseum is that majority of comics that are printed out there are are not printed well they're printed on on crappy paper and it's for for you know mass you know mass market and so there's not a a, a tremendous amount of of um quality control there and i'm sure that there are publishers that are yelling right now saying oh of course we have quality control but it's just the from a cost standpoint it's it's hard to get a really pretty looking comic out there um and digital you don't have to worry about that it's it's the you know retina display on a on an ipad is pretty fucking sweet you know so uh, but there was one publisher that did it Absolutely right, and it may be a testament to the way things are moving because, as we recently heard, they are no longer in business, but there is not a picture box book in existence that would make a successful transition to digital. Would not sure, happen. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, and that's okay. Yep. I mean, they're, they were a boutique publisher like, um, from the get-go, and I think that was one of the reasons why they're no longer around. You know, a Kramer's Ergot is not going to... Right. You, translate to digital very well you know you take a guy like um like dash shaw or even a a guy like like chris ware who are so focused on the uh the geometry and structure of the way they present stories i think they could do some pretty amazing things in a digital medium if they embrace it right you know because they they think that way they think linearly and they think mathematically and and i think that's perfect for that kind of but think about building stories if that didn't come in the box with all those multiple paper stocks i mean that was a a huge print project sure it's embracing that medium, yeah. you know, but on the, on the flip side, and hey, I'm a print guy. I love, I, I eat that shit up. You know, I, that's what I want to see Crack is people exploring the print medium. That's what I love about comics is when, is when the writer and artist explore what the printed page can do and they explore the, the medium of comics. I think that should be pushed more and more all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I think it, sometimes it is sometimes it's it's unfortunately not but as far as like going to the digital medium right now um it has brought magazines back into my life you know i i i subscribe to magazines for the first time in i don't know 15 years now but i read them on my ipad and one of the things that i love about it is that you can integrate 
video into a magazine. So I've got a, you know, photography masterclass, uh, magazine and I'm scrolling through it and, and reading articles and then I get to this tutorial article and embedded in the middle of the article is a video that, that walks through the steps that they're talking about in the article. And I'm just like, that is so cool. That is actually using the, the device and using, yeah. using things how it should be. And I, we're not that far from, from comics being able to do the same thing. Of, right. Entertainment you know, and, Weekly, and it, by the way, does a great job with that. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. Their iPad uh, magazine for, is phenomenal because it's it's all the content from the print version, but as you said, Chris, it's it's optimized for the experience, and there's mm-hmm. there's all kinds of embedded video and all kinds of extra content, and it's just it's, but it's a seamless, engaging experience. It doesn't feel um, you know disjointed in any way, like they're just trying to kind of shoehorn uh, media into it because they can. You know, it just feels very organic. And, yeah, uh, and I and I'm not saying you know embed motion comics in the middle sure. of comics or or that kind of you know that kind of kitschy stuff. And we've already seen that you know with the which is kind of neat the 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 made for uh, tablet comics or made for digital where it will time it, it kind of controls the pacing a little bit more, which I think is more for noobs than than the long time comic readers. But you know how cool would it be at the end of a digital comic to instead of have the letters page have the writer or artist in a video reading and replying to letters or talking a, an interview about the process of you know of doing that that comic or that story and yeah, Marvel does that. Marvel does that mm-hmm. with the Marvel AR with the Marvel AR stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's I mean that's that's how that's how I'd like to see things continue to evolve. Yeah. Think, good on Marvel for doing that. Yeah. It's it's embedded like you have to you once you see the logo, the AR logo, you have to do something with your device and it makes it come alive, but it, it's it's not intrusive at all other than this big red logo in in the in the corner of the panel but okay. other than that yeah uh, i don't think dc does anything similar do they david i don't think so yeah, not that i've seen no yeah. and that's weird that's the thing i'm i'm perfectly content to read dc and some marvel digitally uh but they're the more um vibrant books like like say hawkeye or uh jason aaron's god of thunder i mean i had to have those on paper Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it speaks to the quality of the work. Not to say DC's crap, but for most of the books, I'm just really happy. Just give me the digital and I'll read it and forget it. But, uh, you know, I, I like image across the board, I want those things in print. Their digital's not going to suffice for me for those. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, what, a digital blowjob? I don't think so. I want that paper. It's like taking it into the bathroom. You know what I'm bathroom. saying? Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, Satellite Sam, like that, that didn't, the first issue didn't grab me at all. No, too talky. Yeah, but the second issue was good, but I, I also felt bad. So I haven't caught, I'm behind on it. Uh, it seems though, from Vince's praising, that it's worth reengaging in. Oh, it's like Mad Mad just, meets just, uh, just Black Kiss. What, what exactly Vince is, is praising about it. You have blowjobs. Yeah, but remember, I mean, I was a huge fan of Black Kiss uh, too. And I, I, know, I know, I know. So. Uh, it's, it's got that, that, um, uh, Black Kiss Edge well, to it, it's, it's not, not, not nearly explicit. As I think Black Satellite is. Sam and Sex, Casey's Sex, both suffered from the same thing, which is that they were too tame out of the gates for what the book's actually about. I think so. Yep. 
Especially uh, the Casey joint, like that was just. I mean, there was some stuff going on, but if your yeah. name of your book is called Sex, I think you gotta you gotta <laughs> break the, break that hymen on the read, page. You know? Yeah, I mean, the only one again. I mean, I, I'm loving you know the vast majority of what what I've I've been reading from Image, but you know, sex um, sex criminals just not grabbing me. It's just not the. Oh, I'm just no, not yeah. Starsky's art. Uh, it's just not it's my bag. You know what it is, and, and, and there's nothing inherently wrong with with the guy's art. It, in fact, it reminds me a lot of uh, Colleen Coover's art. But um, I just don't see it as a fit for the subject matter. Like I don't know. I just um, it, it makes. Um, I feel like the, his 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 style is so um, um, asexual. You know, it's it's so mm-hmm. cartoony mm-hmm. that that I don't find the. Like the, the the sexual aspects of the book, which is a big part of it, to be um, like erotic in any way. You know what I mean? And, and maybe that's his point because it's really more of a comedy. But you know, I don't know. I just uh, it just it's not connecting with me per se. But again, if if you can if you can put out twenty books a month and, and I can, well, please. someone at Time Magazine disagrees with you. Yeah, <laughs> about Ron? Ron's got all the he's got the Rolodex of phrases for all the yes, he does. Of he does. I, I got to punch him in the face for bringing up like an IGN nominated something for like best issue. <laughs> You're like, like I give a fuck about that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, IGN, come on, that's, that's, come on, just come on. When eleven o'clock, when, we're, when we mention it in the eleven o'clock, now that's something to talk about. Right. True. Yes, that should, yeah, that should be on the top of a cover. Yes. Dude, I, I look at, I mean, it, it's a, it's a vanity thing, okay, and a pride thing, but I look a lot of these pull quotes that I see in previews and on trades, and they mm-hmm. suck. Yeah. I mean, dude, pull quotes, it, it's a lost art form because if you like noir, this is the book for you. Like, that's a pull quote? Really? You're not telling me anything. I, need- I, think, I think we talked about that. It's, I think, it's, in this age where everyone, not that it's different than, than when people were trying to find readership in magazines and that kind of stuff, but in this age where everything is about driving traffic and getting clicks and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. people that write reviews, it is part of writing a review is putting at least two lines in a review that are custom made pull mm-hmm. quotes. Right. But right? that would, that would be fine if there were wit. And, and a little bit of artistry involved. But, uh, and I think Dark Horse is the biggest transgressor in this because go and check out the latest previews and look at the Dark Horse pull quotes. They're, they're lame. They're flaccid. They're, there's nothing to them. Warren Ellis writes a great pull quote, um, <laughs> because he's, he's dirty. He's witty. Uh, you remember the things he's, he, he, he says. He, the, the guy is just, he's a special talent. But, I mean, they, it seems like Dark Horse is just pulling anything. And most of them are centered around, if you like this, you'll like this. If you right. like this, you'll like this. Like that, mm-hmm. that, there's yeah. no, no sweat involved in that. And it's just lame. And in most cases, that's not going to get me to buy the book because I'm thinking, if you can't fashion a, you know, a pithy pull quote, why, why should I give you the time of day? I'll just go over to Image and read their books. Yeah. You know, seriously, I I I don't want to sound like a dick, but you know, throw some words on a cover. They may they better do pull quotes. They really, may better mean do something. They, do they really encourage? I was going to say the, the next pull quote I remember will be the first. I, I don't no, yeah. not, not they don't enhance. No, they don't coerce me to buy anything. But in, from my argument is, if you're going to put text on a cover, make it memorable. Make it say something. Make it alive. Don't just throw letters on there just to fill up space. 
Yeah, it's it, there's an art form to that stuff, and a lot of the publishers just don't do it. Oh, these guys talked about us. Grab that and put it on the cover. That's great. Yeah. Like whatever. Come on, show some style. Uh, Jeez, man. What are you thinking? Whatever. I am a prick. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Wait, no, no, we haven't even let Dap talk yet. This is true. Oh, David, I'm sorry. David, what you reading, my man? Um, I'm sorry. It's no, it's all good. It's the Christmas Ron, season. Ron, I'm, I'm Ron, all excited. You know, seriously, yeah, no, it was, it's, it's all Ron's fault. Um, Ronbo. Th- I was. It's, it, it's weird. It's been a weird week. Um, it has. I do. There are just a couple of things I want to just throw out there real quick. Number one, um, I'll, I'll talk about something I liked. I'll try not to mention something I didn't. And then I'll, I'll give you guys grief for not telling me about something earlier. But wow, it's a trifecta of price goodness. It, it is. Uh, two I got to say, sorry, don't the more jalapenos to flip. <laughs> the, uh, big, big ups to. Uh, I'm, I'm late to the party on this one, but um, not that that's anything new. Dennis Hopeless and Mike Norton for the answer. The four Ooh, issues from, uh, from Dark Horse Comics. It was. Uh, it was it was fun. Um, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about the answer, but um, I thought the the story with with Think Tank and um, I am I want more. I definitely want to see more of these characters. Um, it, it is a. It, I finally picked this up through a. Um, through the, the 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 Cyber Monday Dark Horse sale a few weeks ago, and uh, read it this weekend, and I couldn't put it down. As soon as I finished with, it, people like to complain about the Dark Horse app on on uh, for the iPad. I don't really have any problems with it. It 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 doesn't crash as often as some of the other apps do on my old ass first gen iPad. I, I really have no problems with the Dark Horse app, and um, reading. The answer on it, no problems there, and everything. Uh, it, as soon as you get to the last page, I just want to continue reading, and I did, and, and I, uh, I basically just soaked up those four issues. I, I think uh, Mike and Dennis did a uh, did a great job. I, I like them as a team. I don't, uh, I don't, I, I'd like to see more from from them both, and uh, and and I don't know how much of it. Was Dennis how much of it? Because I know the answer has been around Mike for years, so I don't know uh, who, where one of the creators began and ended, and and then the other picked up. But I, I thought it was they worked well together creating this uh, this story, and and I uh, I want to see more. So 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 thank you for that. Um, Martin Norton's always a good thing. It, it definitely is. And, and hopeless. And this was, um, it just, it, it, it really was a, uh, th- there was, there was a, a beginning, middle, and end. Hmm. And, and, uh, but it is open-ended. So it, it's, that's the part where I want to, um, I just, I, I need to know more about the answer. That, that's the big thing. There's very, um. You want the answer. I don't know if I want the answer. I just, um. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the answer. Well, I mean, I know that the answer, like you said, was something that uh, Mike had in his 
head for a long ass time and, and he was working, you know, as an exclusive artist at DC, he struggled with how to get it out because, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't put it out outside of their purview. Was, um, was, was he part of Double Feature? Did no, this is way there? before. I mean, I, I remember he, I know, I know it was way before, but wasn't there a, an answer short? Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, but, but he told, I heard, I heard answer first, debuted in Double that's Feature, what I, I think. Okay. Yeah, he he first told I remember me about the answer way back at uh, Vince that uh, that CBS Super Show that you and I were at yep. together. Oh, nice. Um, but it was really nebulous then, and then I think um, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, shortly thereafter, uh, you know, he and Hopeless were chatting about it, and he probably mentioned the concept to him, and it was just concept, and then Hopeless basically lobbied to let him write it and That's take awesome. a stab at it, and then uh, and then you know the rest is I guess history. So I'm pretty sure, like, like, and and Mike and Dennis can always correct us if if we're wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that Dennis is, you know, the tried and true writer of the four issues that you see, and and Mike is obviously the illustrator, but the concept work and and the visuals and all that, and and the, you know, the the, the overarching notion of 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 the world of the answer is, you know, is it was in Mike's head for a long time, right? So um, I definitely. I recommend that if, if you're a fan of Mike's art and if you uh if who's you not dug, seriously and if um, Philistines. if you <laughs> if you dig uh what Dennis was doing with um uh, Avengers Arena and um there's just been yeah, I, I think this is a really good pairing and, and I'm I'm deliberately being vague on this and not really giving anything away because it I, I went in blind, knowing very little and, and uh not that I know everything after reading these four issues, but it, it was a fun ride, and, and so I definitely recommend it. Um, this may not... Uh, I don't know how Bob Gar is going to feel about this, mm-hmm. uh, but I am I am going to say uh, the humanity, hey, look over there, and we'll move on to something else. Uh, I wasn't feeling it at all. So you read the entire thing? I Yeah. Did the last page break your heart? Unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Actually, what was funny is before we got to the last page, you see Black Panther going, is anybody else bothered by the fact that with his fingernail, he's like, you know, yeah, breaking yeah. down some Wakandian... Uh, but it just it falls into the same yeah, trap. Just, Let's have a just, miniseries and off somebody moderately important. Of all the, yeah, I know. Of all, yeah. the, uh, Give of, me a of break. all the ones that are left, yeah, that, that, that was kind of... Uh, I don't... It, it, Everything was kind of going okay before that. I, I don't think that was necessary. Yeah, bad taste uh, in my mouth after that first issue. But the, it was, it was. Um, we we had a couple of different artists on it, uh, and it it definitely looked like um, Quapel was. It, it, we were almost getting layouts or or breakdowns by the end of the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not a. Uh, it it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm glad we had Infinity. I. I don't. I didn't need Inhumanity anywhere right. near it. Yeah, for the most part, it treads on that uh, common complaint about Bendis' stuff. It's really talky. Oh, it is, and it's if extremely talky of of the Inhumans and the Kree. Then you know, right. or, or what the Kree did for the Inhumans. You know, then then this is your book. Right. Then definitely go for it. But it wasn't. It. it I, I. I told you, Vince. There were. Well, I told you all that that it was. I was. I was like, okay. I guess I'll go out and shovel instead of you know <laughs> continuing to read this. I just I wanted to do other. Th- it, it it reminded me that it was keeping me from reading other things. Yeah, Jason, did you read it? I have not. Okay. Uh, as of yet, no. So 
Oh, I'm, I'm dying to hear what you say, what, what you think about it when you do. And let me know. Let us know what, what, what you think about the last page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sort of curious now. I, I, neither of you were raving about it, so I didn't, it wasn't. Uh, I know. It's, it, but it is, it's. The art's okay. I mean, it, it's, it's serviceable. I think that, that's not saying much, but it's, it's not far from what these gentlemen have done in the past. So it's, and if, it, uh, visually it's not bad, but it's the story that's just like, uh, it's a slog. Judging by, uh, the pace with which Quapel's art dealer puts artwork up that should probably be ready for sale in about three and a half years. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay, David, and what's the I told you so? Oh, man. I I, I don't know if you guys have, have been watching this, but Game of Thrones? Oh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So. No, I, I, uh, I'm up to the... Um, I started it, I think, like a night or two ago, and I'm, I'm more than halfway done with the first. I, there's only ten episodes a season, so I'm, I'm, I watched the sixth episode this this evening. So I'll, um, I'll have the first season finished. Yeah, well, you will the next day. But no, it's been. It, I know I, the minion was telling me there's, there's there's something happening in the second episode, and and knowing you and and pets may decide whether or not you know you'll. But everything worked in context. There's, oh, oh, I, I, I yeah, and I and I get it. I, I you know that this is. This you are going to love set, and hate this series. I, I already can tell you will and, love and hate it. And yeah. there are they're, they're definitely, um, but they're not are. real though. It's not really happening. Shut up! Yes, they are. <laughs> there they're are. Um, they're they, my stories. They're my stories. And and, and as uh, Chris or Jason have have you read Martin's books? Yes. No. Uh, well, I've read uh, the first three of them. Okay. Because um, I know I think six and seven haven't been. Or he's working on six, seven still right. hasn't. But mm-hmm. um, because the only Martin book that I recall reading was the first Wild Cards, and I pretty much stopped. And you can always tell where I stopped reading because the spine was bent back to one of um oh. the first the first sex parts in a prose book that I recall reading when I was a young. And, You're and one of those. What the spine benders? Only because that's where I always ended up stopping <laughs> because I was busy. <laughs> oh, like, you dirty! You are dirty. It was a paperback. It was not like you know. I wasn't folding it. It's just, but no. Um, I am interested in wackadocious. Look at that! Checking these. Uh, checking out the. Take books. my jacket uh, off. The, uh, oh, baby, I like it raw. Right. <laughs> I, I was thinking, and and um, this past week, when uh, this past Monday, when when Ben and I were talking to Eric on um, the playing table. Uh, pod shots about the fellowship and it and and they reminded me that the fellowship was like from 2001 and i'm looking at at, at sean bean in, in game of thrones and i'm like you got fat but it's been over a decade so i'm thinking yeah. that it had to have eaten a little bit since then but he's also gotten a little older so but i it happens think, i think he is great in that what i've seen so far I, mark addy who i've seen in um uh, a Knight's Tale. He's been on a few. Uh, he's been in a bunch of shows. He was on a sitcom with Jamie Gertz that, that, that I would sometimes like. If I'm waiting for my car to be serviced and, and the garage had that on on the station, I'd, I'd sit and watch it. But everybody in this show, plus you get the angry elf. I can't even remember what the name of the show was. But it was a sitcom with Jamie Gertz. Um, but there are. Uh, I I think I watched the intro. Between the theme music and, and the visuals with the map, it's just I it's mean, awesome. Start awesome. to finish, it, it is a phenomenal show. I, I guess I'm the holdout. The man, no, I, I think you will really like. You it. haven't watched it, Vince? I saw one episode. 
Oh, the, so good. The, the, so good. the cute chick had a dragon on a chain and uh-huh. let it go and it burned some bald guy. I mean, it was, Spoilers. I, yeah, I was, I was enthralled, but I didn't know what the hell was going on. Bunch well, of, bunch of old, literally in the middle of the series. Yeah, a bunch of old dirty dudes stab each other in a, in a hut or something. And it's like, okay, I, I need, I need to see this. That's awesome. I think, I, I think one of the, um, one of the Stark boys I'm supposed to be pissed at because he's, he's the one dating, uh, General Louise Coleman. Ooh. Real life, yeah. But, um, did I spoil something? Well, you know, I Daenerys didn't... was with Seth MacFarlane for years. She's, she's hot. We're reading about that. She's not really? naked enough. Fam- family, family guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Guys years. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a man whore. He's, he's been with a bunch of people. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh no, you would know, Ravens. Right, I the, am. <laughs> so it's me, I just sleep around with everything. Animal. Vegetable, so, animal doesn't matter. So I got to say, I uh, my 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 oldest was uh was begging to be able to start watching Family Guy. So we put it on the DVR and like uh and then I actually sat and watched an episode with he and my eight year old uh and I mm-hmm. promptly deleted it from the DVR. Yep. It is like ungodly inappropriate for kids. Yes. Like yep. I had no idea. Yeah. There's two shows I won't let my kids watch. Right up to the sixteen year old. Uh Family Guy and Roseanne. Really Roseanne? Roseanne. Yeah, I just don't want them being around fat people. I don't no, understand. I just don't like some of the things that they uh Went, in, went into uh, and Roseanne. Oh, class? class? No, it's just it's not the show. I don't want them to watch it. It's no big deal. Why? I just don't like Roseanne. I don't like the, don't, her comedy. Don't I don't like, like her. Po- I don't like anything about her. And I don't want them watching it. God damn it! I don't but, like you know hardworking you know middle class Americans. I don't. I don't aspire to greatness. Let's not just be happy. Either either way, I, yeah. I mean, I had. I mean, I just. I'm not a fan of Seth MacFarlane, so I've I've I haven't watched Family Guy since maybe the. When it first first came out, and I I watched episode two, and it wasn't for me. Yeah. But I had really had no idea it was like that adult. Like yeah. I just figured it was kind of like because uh, he was like doing the whole dad, I'm getting older. Why can't I do these things my friends can do? Blah blah blah. So I was like, well, we can, you know, we'll meet you in the middle. We'll do, you know, there's some things you can stay up, you know, half hour late. You know, we could. So one of the things was he's like, well, my friends watch Family Guy, and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking uh, it's like The Simpsons, you know, or like South Park. Nope. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll put it on the VR. And then I watched the episode. And I'm like, are you out it? And then he got all upset because he's like, you, you told me I could. I'm like, no, no. I said we could try it. And then I tried it, and I, I'm, I'm absolutely appalled that all of your friends get to watch the show. I'm like, right. I can imagine if their parents actually sat and watched an episode with them. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Plus, there's the whole Simpsons vendetta with Family Guy. That I mean, you shit on the Simpsons, you're no friend of mine. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, but. he's uh, there's a back and forth with with him and. But I uh, think there might actually be a crossover. I I think I that that may have been um, they may have worked out their differences. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. what you mean. It, it's, it's it's too much to even consider. I mean, what is it like? Twelve seasons now. Nah. It's no, it, it, yeah, and and I think it's the Blue Harvest stuff is awesome though. They they they're past their prime. They they everything that could have been done, they've done already. It's. I will it's say not as good as it used to be. The, the Ipecac, uh, um sketch really made me laugh, but that's probably the only thing that that I've ever laughed at. When they when they got the he had a a tab at the the drugstore, so he got cases of Ipecac, and they were all drinking it to see who would throw up the, the who would hold out the longest, and they all vomit at the same time, yeah. and it goes on for like ten minutes does, of all these yeah. characters just vomiting. It was oh that's God, funny to me. Okay, but other than that, um, but the. Uh, so so thanks to um my brother's HBO Go account box. and and Chromecast I'm I'm able to watch uh, Game of Thrones. Good. Excellent. We love you. I love you too. Ah. 
And we love you for being here with us because this was episode two, what is it, 96? Yes. Um, one uh, more, dude. Yeah, sponsored by DCBService.com. You know what you can... Finally stop this silly show. No, we'll never stop it. Uh, dedication, my friend. Uh, you can get image, uh, fuse number one for half price, buck seventy-five. From Fantagraphics, insect bath number one, again, half price, dollar ninety-nine. And the Rogue Trooper from IDW is also fifty percent off at a dollar ninety-nine. EOC eight is the code. Stick it in there. Get an extra eight percent off your already massively discounted order. Don't care about late orders, late order editions, and they're the best dcbservice.com in your travels i hate to be a uh, repetitive uh, roger but i have to say if you're not reading afterlife with archie you are massively losing out i'm just briefly it's two two issues out now right? two issues yes jughead okay. friggin eats big ethel in front of everyone jason it was, it was horrific there is yeah. a this is the best way i can put it there is a chord of trepidation with this book that resounds on every friggin page you're mm-hmm. you're afraid for the characters you're afraid for um you know the situations you're it, there's it's just plain scary uh and and issue two is pretty much narrated by veronica and you know ronnie's brutally honest she just admits i i've always hated jughead yeah, you know the dude never did anything for me. Uh, it, it's 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 scary, scary, heartbreaking shit, and it's coming from Archie. It's, all, great. it's really great, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. Uh, in your travels, what? no, it's not. I in your travels, it's quick. It's quick. Foul. I'm just gonna. I'm foul. just. I'm just gonna Gross say. Foul. No, no. Traveling. I'm just. Shut up. I'm just gonna say. Read Turnover. this. If you haven't read this, read it for next week because I've been. I, I wanted, I've wanted to talk about this book for like six weeks and I keep putting it off and it's really amazing and I love every page of it. You're talking about other things in front of it, so obviously. It's from right. Dark Horse. It's called Kiss Me Satan, written by Victor Gishler, illustrated by Juan Feria. It's awesome. Three issues to date. Read it because I'm going to talk about it next week. It is amazing. Go mm-hmm. read it. Kiss Me Satan. It's horror. It's great horror. Yes, violent, yes. bloody. It's got werewolves, demons, uh, vampires. It's it's like you know the Monster Squad, but not really. But there's a lot of monsters in it. It's Respect. witches. Yeah, it's great, great stuff. Cool. Oh, uh, real quick, uh, back to the artist within. Uh, it's Dark Horse. It retails thirty nine ninety nine. I got it as a nick and dent from uh, on the TFA sale for. I, like I don't know, thirteen, fourteen. That's where bucks. I got mine. Yeah. Oh. So, so so check for it at uh, at Tifa. That's thanks for another things from another world. Uh, it's really fantastic. And uh, one thing I didn't mention earlier is that uh, for each artist that's pictured, there's a little a uh, little mini biography of them and their work. So it's on top of being a really good photography book, it's a really good resource to familiarize yourself with some artists that you may not know very well and um and also some that you that you really do so so check it out it's yep. really uh a neat book um so um and it was uh copyright 2007 i checked while i was flipping peppers uh but my in your travels is something i'm definitely going to be uh reading while i'm on holiday vacation is uh the uh the new parker is out so go uh go pick up Slayground from 
from uh, from IDW. It's the Richard Starks Parker uh, book in the uh, the Darwin Cook series. So uh, I read it uh, this week. How do you like it? Well, it's ready for you to read it so we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I will say I, when I mentioned books that that I um that I still want to get in in paper the the Parker books are in that list but sure. I am um I'm not whereas when the score came out I reread the hunter and the outfit leading up to that and I was all excited and and stoked and couldn't wait and I don't know why whether it was just because it completely was under my radar I am not feeling the urge I, I didn't order it I, I don't have it I haven't felt this urge that oh okay let me let me read the next Parker book by Cook Wow, how well, come? You know, the, they'll, probably, they'll probably, I'm hoping anyway, is that they'll put out another martini edition of of these two. Hmm. That would be smart. David, was it yeah. the text? Was it, was it the prose in the third one that maybe? No, I, I, I've loved them all. I, I thought the score hmm. was great. I, 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 um, I think the, I like the score more than I like the outfit. Oh, okay. And the Hunter was great, but I, it, it's a story I've seen before because of Payback and Point Blank, but I thought the score was great. I just, I don't know why I'm not feeling the urge to, I, I need to go get Slayground. I think I, you I made to make that right. I'm sure I will. And, and once Jason gets it, once, once Chris finishes it and he and Jason talk about it, I'll, I'll, um, come to a conclusion that, that I needed right away or I can yeah. still wait on it. I but, gotta order it. I didn't. Um, oh, yeah, I, I didn't either. So. Uh, but in your travels, um, I've been catching up on something that I've, um, let pile up for a while, uh, and, and that was, uh, I ran through a bunch of issues of, um, a little thing by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples, and, and I am pretty much caught up on Saga now. Me too. It is, um, I, I think, yeah, after that first arc where, you know, you, you got, um, you, were thrown right into um, right into it, and and everything was happening quickly. Uh, and that's the other thing: I you can read issues fairly quickly, but that's not a um, that's not a knock on on the creators. It's just because Vaughn is sparse; he, he knows just enough to progress the story. And Staples just shines, but the panels are nice. They're large. Everything is, it, it, you can tell what's going on. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to kind of go through the issue quickly, but you still, you didn't miss anything. And, right. uh, it's, it really is a, um, it, it, like East of West, it's just, it, it's one of my favorite image books right now that, uh, that I, kind of pissed at myself that I, I let them stack up but on the other hand I just got done reading about 10 issues in a row and, and that was that was pretty cool so I think I, it reads better uh, in bulk especially this current art yeah um, it's definitely a it's a tr- it's a it's a trough it's it's we it's, I'm sure he'll go up the hill towards the end but yeah it's definitely the bottom of the curve going up and there are and, and he's got these little tricks where okay you know we'll read this issue and it's all about Prince Robot talking to an author. And then we get to the last page, 
and it's a big reveal. But then the next issue is leading up to the last page from the previous issue. Right. So there's, there's and and so, so so there's a lot of um, Hazel's still telling the story, and Hazel is like. Most people in my family, where she tends to jump around and, and isn't really linear when, when she's telling the story. So I would kill for linear in my family. Linear would be great. So <laughs> it's uh yeah it's um but it's still it it's still a gorgeous fucking book. It oh. is uh it and uh, Gus. How about Gus? The the walrus. His name uh, is his name is Gus, <laughs> but it's G H umlaut over the U S. <laughs> It's great. Just, it's it's. I mean, there are just it, there are characters that we didn't meet during the, during the first arc. It's it's no. uh, it. I, man, no, seriously. If um, and it's not you know it it's still um, intended for adult or, or mature yeah. readers. It's not. I mean, when you when you open up one of the issues and and the prince is uh, shot and. And down, and they call for a medic, and and all the the, the prince can think about are um are mm. uh, gay gangbang bukaki scenes. It's uh, I mean it it's right up Vince's alley, but yeah, it it's was hot. <laughs> it was freaking hot. Dude's dying, and what the hell's on his I monitor? Hear, I hear you. No, so, chow down. What's going on yeah, there? So yeah, that's. But then he, Vaughn, kind of counterpointed that with the friggin' mouse creature. <laughs> Just exploding. Yeah. That was brutal. They didn't give me a gas mask. Oh, so I didn't get one. Oh, you pathetic thing. It breaks my thing. heart that Fiona Staples is doing that book digitally. It does. It, You're oh, right. Uh, You're right. Yep, because there are some, there are some uh, panels that I'm like, man, I would love to own that. Dude, I, I would have I would have bought you that page with the giant ogre with the gigantic Balzac. That was fit. How I would li- put that right on my wall, honey. I know you would. Look what I got. What do you scroll? You'd lick it every day as you woke up. I smell it. I you would. You're, you're nice. dirty too. You're That's all hot. dirty. Uh, in your travels, I want to um, give you a public service announcement first and tell you something I don't think you should read, and then I will get on to what I think you should read. Um, I uh, received in my most recent DCBS shipment, uh, in addition to the uh, the aforementioned Slayground. Uh, another hardcover um, by IDW, who generally puts out excellent quality work. And uh, certainly from a packaging standpoint, this work is well put together. But um not a fan. And it is um, it is Thumbprint, which uh, was uh, – creators were Jason Ciaramella and uh, art by Vic Malhotra. It's, uh, it's based on the novella by Joe Hill. Um. My main complaint with it um, is that um, it is a $22 hardcover that is billed as uh, being 120-plus pages. Well, the problem with that is 70 pages are comic, and then you get the novella in the last 50 pages, which uh, I think is a bit of bait-and-bait-and-switch. I think a 74 Basically, effectively two to three issues of, of comic for twenty two bucks is uh, is egregious and uh, and misleading. So um, I'm sure I'm not the only person that bought this in previews, thinking I was getting you know a, a meaty you know original graphic novel, and I did not. Uh, and and all that said, um, the the um, again I if you've read the novella, I guess you know what you're getting into. I hadn't and. Uh, I found the book just really offensive on like every level. Um, I just, uh, <laughs> I can only guess where Joe Hill's political leanings are, but, um, 
but uh, my thing is, and, and again, I don't want to get on a pulpit here, but uh, but uh, regardless of how anyone feels about um, our military and 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 spending and where we should or shouldn't be, and, and I respect and understand all viewpoints there. I don't. I, I'm, you're entitled to that. I I have very difficult time um, accepting anything that essentially um, belittles or derides or paints ill of the soldiers that actually are there mm-hmm. doing Absolutely. their duty. Ah, not a Rick Beach fan. Not at all. You know I'm not that <laughs> a Rick Beach fan at all. I, I find him offensive. I, I'd probably punch him in the face if I saw him. But, um, <laughs> I would but, jump uh, in but, front but of the fist. Is, is I would take that punch. Too. And, 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 and I realize that he's dealing with Abu, Abu Ghraib, and, and that's certainly not in any way something that, that it was a shining moment for our military complex. But that said... Um, I just find it just just offensive on every level, and uh, and it's it's sort of loosely wrapped up in sort of a Twilight Zone esque story, I guess. But but it's just uh, I just think it's an epic fail on all fronts. So you did not so, read the the uh, novella, safe to say? I did not. Okay. No, I, I I got to page seventy five, saw it was the sort of novella, and uh, thought about making this kindling for the fire that we had going, but decided nice. I, I'm I'm generally against burning books, so. I'll, I'll be probably sending this along to somebody if they express interest in it. Um, now, on to something that's certainly worth your time, and I think Vince mentioned it either a week or two ago, and I just <laughs> want to echo that, um, and that is by our boy Jeff Lemire, uh, Trillium, yes. which is his 10-issue uh, his uh, miniseries at, at Vertigo right now. Um, I think Vince posited it as being Jeff's best work to date. To date. I don't know that I'd go that far because I've literally loved everything Jeff's ever done, but it's it's off to a phenomenal start, and um, the pages are beautiful. I'm, I'm I'm desperately thinking about buying a page from uh, from him. Uh, Paolo reps him, and uh, it's it's just it's a great. It's it's um, you know it's a it's a time shift story, as you I think you mentioned. It, you know it's you got 1921 Peru, and you've got your 3797 space and uh and and their those stories are being interwoven together and it's great so it's brilliant yeah yeah nice. did you hear the animal man uh is no more i did not <laughs> yeah he's uh and lemire's gonna draw the last issue oh that's cool yeah huh. but he's he's it's one of those is bringing the story to its logical conclusion and all that but mm-hmm. I, I don't know we'll see that's cool though yeah yeah that's okay it is because all, then all he's going to be in in other books like Justice League, uh, the Dark maybe. Well, I and I, th- I think more importantly, I, I I'm I'm hoping we'll see. Um, I mean, he's always done at least some creator owned work, but I'm hoping maybe he'll uh, he'll sort of re reamp his his exposure on that front. You know, as we've yeah. seen other guys do, like uh, you know, like Hickman and Aaron and stuff in yeah. the last year or two. So he's got a knack for science fiction. I'd like to see him continue in that vein. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. All right, awesome. everybody. Hey, thanks for being here with us. Uh, we implore you to join us here next week for more of the same. Uh, why? Because we, we kind of love you a real lot, and uh, we need you here. So You're don't, right. don't let us down. Yeah. 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 What? It's You're Christmas. Okay. Brotherly Wait, love. When are, we, when are we recording? Um, uh, Thursday. 26th. Thursday. Okay, well, actually, I might be Kerwin. Well, we we can't record on the twenty fourth. What's up with that? No, we already you met. That was, awesome. dude, that was kidding me. What? Jason said that last week. I don't remember what things like that. I don't remember that either. That's well, cool. Well, you may have, you may have already went to bed. Twenty fourth. I will not be. I'll be partaking in Yuletide, but we will make time for you, and we will be here sometime next week. How about that? 
We don't have to be. We yeah, we do. We're not missing a week. We can totally take I'll, a week I'll off. I'll do this bitch myself if I have to. We are not missing a week. For fuck's sake. Even if I have to drag David along. Do it old school. Do it upright. You know, he would, he, you would call him at like three in the morning. David, we have to do it. We have to get an episode out this week. He'd be like, dude, she hears me. Shut up. She's going to kill me. <laughs> Why are you calling now? Right, do it or I'm going to send you a book. You woke her up. Oh, shit. You hear the stomping like a giant. Don't be in trouble. David, you were bringing up, um, the fellowship. I got Mia, the, uh, the hobbit for Christmas. Oh, the first movie? Yeah, and I haven't seen it. I can't wait. But um, you haven't seen it. It's great. No, no. I liked it a lot. I'm going, so I'm going through my discs, and I spent a lot of money on Jackson's Tolkien movies. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I think I have the, the first editions, like with just the, the plain the DVD. Theatrical? Yeah, uh, and the then, then I have the, the extended DVD. one, then I have the book editions, and I have the Blu-rays of them. Like, I spent a lot of money on these freaking movies. Yeah. yeah What's up with that? Know what you mean? I had I bought the um got the bookends the 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 fellowship was the only oh, one I saw the in the theater off. yeah um so when the DVD came out I think I picked that up but then when he when they announced the extended editions I just waited for each extended edition DVD and um they had a deal where uh, you send in the little perforated tab from inside with the proof of purchase right and I I got the slipcase for the DVDs. And actually, the minion has that. He said that since last year. I got Dude, every time you say minion, I think of this little yellow little guy running around. I know. Uh, no. uh, so, but he he has that because we have the the Blu-rays, the extended. Because I think Amazon had it on a crazy sale last year, so yeah. we finally snagged it. And um, I, I lucked out because I think it was last weekend. Well, we watched we watched the first Hobbit movie, and then like a day or two later, Renee's like, "Yeah, let." Let's watch Fellowship. So I said, fuck, all right, you know. There so, you go. Yeah. So then we'll, we'll probably watch the two towers this weekend, but, um. We got a running joke in the house. Whenever one of the kids is in the mood to cry, you know, trying to get their way, being oh just like, not, not like feigning tears. Yeah. I always call them Sam. I call them Sam. Like, come on, Sam. <laughs> Cut the shit. That's funny. Sam wise. <sighs> all right, everybody. We love you. Get you out of have, here. Have a, have a really good Christmas. Yeah, we will. Yeah, you you guys too. Merry Merry Rams. I, I hope you're infused with the Christmas spirit. Go do yep, good to stuff. To all our listeners, Merry Christmas. Steeped in it. Yep. We will uh, talk to y'all before the new year. Oh, and also, don't uh, everybody don't forget. Um, got to vote eleven o'clockers, and you, you got to do it through Survey Monkey this year. So it's it's uh, Survey Monkey backslash S backslash eleven o'clockers. Nice. So yeah, hook that up. Gotcha. And, read- and one last thing, uh, condolences and our thoughts to uh, Tim Timothy Tim Wood. Wood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who uh, had a, a loss in his family and uh, uh, just a very spe- especially tough around the holidays. So you know, our yeah. thoughts are with you, buddy. I hope you uh, super good. Guy. You guys get you know can get through it. So, yep, truth. Be strong, mm-hmm. and we'll see you all uh, next time. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't know when, yes, but we'll be here next week. Yeah, you can bet yes, on that. Say bye-bye. 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 Call David. Please, for the love of God, call David. Yeah. You just be all dejected. You know yeah. If they called you, you'd love it. You'd be like, oh. It depends. It really depends on who was actually called. Ah, I'd be like that. Oh, so it's all, it's all good. It's 
something. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you your number then. No, don't do that. Uh huh. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we out. <laughs>